Welcome to And the Award Goes To, a weekly podcast where we see the newest films to hit theaters, giving our thoughts, impressions, and finally, an award to a particular thing in the movie. My name is JT Atkins, and with me is... Rocky Rudoy. Rocky, what did we see this past weekend? We saw three billboards outside Ebbing, Missouri. And you saw this a while back, didn't you? Yeah, I saw it uh, about two or three weeks back when I was up in New York City. I saw it at the Alamo Draft House, and yeah. I saw it for a second time this past weekend. Oh, okay. Yeah. Nice. Yeah, I just saw it for the first time this past weekend. Yeah. Or just, I mean, just yesterday. Just yesterday, uh, yeah. Yeah, who was, uh, who was it directed by? Uh, it was written and directed by Martin McDonough. And what else has he done? Uh, this, he's only uh, directed and wrote three films. Um, he did In Bruges and Seven Psychopaths and uh, this. Um, he's more known as a playwright. He oh, okay. writes a lot of uh, plays and stuff like that that are just like all three of those movies where they're like black comedy, crime type films. Yeah. Um, I'm really interested in seeing, seeing one of his plays sometime, but, uh, yeah. Do you know any of his plays? Like, uh, do they, are any of them, like, super popular or anything? No, no, no. They're, they're, they're well-regarded, like, they're well-reviewed, at least, but, um, they aren't, like, uh, generally, like, household names or anything like that. Oh, okay. Gotcha. Um, so it was written and directed by him. Uh He's also... No, he's not married to Francis McDonald. That's one of the Cohen brothers. Yeah, that's, jo- oh, okay. that's Joel Cohen. Oh, okay. Do they have anything? Do they like help produce this movie no, or anything? Uh-huh. Or? Oh, okay. No, just because it has a Cohen brothers type film. It does. It. I think mainly because it's. I think because it's like rural area is kind of weird and has Francis McDormand in it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Gotcha. Um, so written, directed. Who who is in it? Uh Francis McDormand, Francis McDormand. Uh, Woody Harrelson, Sam Rockwell, uh John Hawks is in it. Who's John Hawks? Oh, is he the one of the the other cop guy? No, no, he's uh, her ex husband. Oh, okay. Um, who's he, the uh, who's the really skinny, like shitty kind of cop guy? Oh, uh, that's uh, I forgot his name. Sarge. He's yeah, he's in the other stuff. I just can't think of his um, name. Peter Dinklage is in it. Yeah, he's not in it as much uh, as I thought he would be. Uh, Zelchko Ivanek. Yeah, that's who plays the desk sergeant. Oh, okay. Um, he looks really familiar. He's in like, what? I remember him being in something and he was sick. Isn't he, he in like Watchmen or something? He was in uh, Heroes. Um. Oh, was he a Watchmen? Was he um? Uh, he's like he a in... guy that's dying, isn't he? Mm, no, no. Uh, that's somebody else. Um, no. you're thinking of that that old villain. Yeah. Watchmen gets sick. No. That's oh, but that's him. yeah. That's not him. That's uh the dude from Modern Family. Yeah, he was he was in Seven Psychopaths and in Bruges. Oh, okay. Um, so he he collaborates with Martin a lot. Gotcha. Um, some other things, but yeah, yeah, he's he's there. <laughs> so how did you how did you like it? I loved it. Yeah, yeah I I, 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 thought, I thought I thought it was I thought it was pretty solid. I, I really liked it. Yeah. yeah, I didn't know anything about. Is it? Based on a true story or on a book or something, or cause yeah, just, not, I thought there was like based on a best-selling novel or whatever. And it was, mm, no, huh? It's like a really interesting up. idea for like an original screenplay. Yeah, so I figured it was probably based on something. But, no, huh. he wrote that himself. Gotcha. Yeah. Okay. Well, uh, yeah. So we'll get to our review of that in a second. We both really like it, so mm-hmm. it'll be a fun review. Uh, but first up, we got some news. What do you What do you got? You got anything? Uh, I got two things that are kind of connecting to each other. Okay. Um, first of all, the more news came up about that Tarantino, um, number nine film. Yeah. Uh, it'll be released on the fiftieth anniversary of the Sharon Tate murders. The what? The fiftieth anniversary of the Sharon Tate oh, murders. Okay. It'll okay, be released yeah. on the uh. August 9th, 2019, which would be 50 years after gotcha. 
uh, the Sharon Tate murders happened. Okay. Um, but the other thing that came up with Tarantino is that uh, Tarantino and J.J. Abrams are making a Star Trek movie together. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, That'd be interesting. <laughs> so I guess sources said that Tarantino has come up with a great idea for a Star Trek movie at Paramount. After sharing his idea with J.J. Abrams, who himself is busy pre- uh, prepping Star Wars Episode Nine. Yeah. I've heard the plan is to assemble a writer's room of scribes who will hear Tarantino's take and begin to put together a movie. If it all works out, Tarantino might direct it with Abrams producing. It'd be so weird to see Tarantino do a Star Wars well, movie he's or a, Star Trek. He's a huge Star Trek fan. Is um, he? Oh, yeah. Huh. Um, he's a real big Star Trek fan. Uh, original series. Oh, okay. Um, he said, like, a month or two ago that he would, because he said he wants to make ten films. Uh-huh. He says that uh, if it was Star Trek, though, he would make eleven. Or think about making eleven. Like, that would be oh, one of the okay. ones where he would actually make eleven instead of ten yeah. and break his rule. I figured he was just like, I'm only going to make ten originals. I'll go and do Star Trek. See, that's what I'm hoping. That's what, <laughs> like, like, if this counts as ten, I'd rather him not do Star Trek. I'd rather get another original from him. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But um, if he's if he's doing, you know, this as a side thing, or if he's just producing and writing this. Yeah. And somebody else is directing it, then I'll be fine with that. Also, I just don't like. Like, I, I guess I can kind of understand why he's like, why he wants to limit his career a little bit, and like, you know, it, it's that whole thing of like, you you want to go out like with a bang, or you want to go out on t- you you want to like burn out. Like, this is the difference between like burning out or fading away, and like mm-hmm. that kind of thing. Like, I know, like he's been quoted multiple multiple times saying like, you know, film is like a young man's game. And so he doesn't want to be like a 60 year old dude, 70 year old dude still sitting there trying to make movies when like film, the world of film is moving on in a new generation and I'll stuff. He's nearing 60 already, isn't it? I, think, yeah. I think so, yeah. But like even, even like Kevin Smith has been quoted as like uh, back when Kevin Smith was like, I'm not going to direct anymore. He did that for like three years. He was like, I'm not going to do like, movies. There's and yoga hoses. Everyone's <laughs> like, you should just stop. Like he went and he discovered podcasts, so he like stopped doing movies for <laughs> oh, a little bit. Podcast, yeah. And pod- I'm like, yeah, he started doing a lot of that also. <laughs> He's, uh, but no, I remember, I remember listening to listening to one of his podcasts when I when I first got into podcasts. It was called uh, it's called Film School Friday. I don't know if it's on. I'm sure it might be on some podcast stuff. So if anyone wants to check it out, it's actually really good. It's Kevin Smith when he was first kind of initially taking his movie break, I think. Mm-hmm. And he goes to like schools and like film schools in like LA and like talks to kids and whatever mm-hmm. like that are finishing up school. And so he would go there on like Fridays and talk to them and stuff. And it was it was really good, insightful po- uh, a podcast about like the film world. But I remember him saying like multiple times he wasn't working on movies and he was always quoting Tarantino because he's like, yeah, film is a young man's game. And he'd be like, he's like, I want to see the stories that you kids have to tell. Like I'm done yeah. telling my stories. And now he's like, you know. Five seven years later, he's like, "Okay, I'm gonna start doing stuff again." Yeah, him and Quinn are friends. Also. Are they? Yeah. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean that that would make sense, but yeah, like I, like I get so I get the thing where it's kind of like you know, you don't want to ride something until it's dead, but at the same time, like I don't think age really has to do with making right. movie. <laughs> like sure. Clint Eastwood is up there, and he's, he's in his late eighties. Yeah, he's putting out stuff. Like I. Yeah. Not really a fan of any of it, or haven't Steven really Spielberg. Been. Yeah, Steven Spielberg is up there. He, he's, he's still he's doing... putting stuff out still. Yeah, like, he's jo- got fucking George Miller. Mad Max Fury Road came out, and it was better than like ninety percent of the action movies that came out the last oh, yeah. decade. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like ridiculous. he's in his seventies, yeah. and he put that out. Like holy <laughs> shit! Like, yeah, uh, yeah. I mean, there's a lot of you know old directors. I think you know, I, I think that what what it's more what's more important is that there's a lot of directors, mainly in the horror genre. Yeah. that kind of burn out 
Yeah. Um, but they keep on going. They put out so much, and then they run out of ideas for horror movies. Not everybody can be like Stephen King writing books. No, yeah. Um, but Martin Scorsese, uh, he's also one that's in his seventies. Yeah, he's old. and he's so regarded as one of the greatest directors of all time. Yeah. Um, but you have people like uh, Wes Craven. Like before he died, he was burnt out. Like the last five, and like none of his films hit. Yeah. Like stuff early in his career. George Romero. Yeah. <laughs> All his stuff was good early in his career. Then as it went on, he kept on trying to do it, and he just didn't yeah. have he didn't have a message to put in there. He wanted yeah. like nothing he was saying was relevant anymore. Yeah. So Tarantino wanted to do like ten films and be like, here's a really strong filmography, which he's had a strong filmography. Definitely. There's only been a couple ones that weren't as well received as other ones, but they're still well received. Yeah. Death Proof and Hateful Light were the only two that weren't as well regarded as some of his early ones. Yeah. But if he wants to do ten and be like, hey, you know, I'm done, then. More power to him, um, but he's going to do basically what Martin McDonough uh, is doing. He wants the right place. He wants to. He wants to yeah, do, yeah, do stage productions and stuff. That, yeah. So, which yeah. is cool. Like that'll be a different venue to get into, mm-hmm. a different kind of audience and stuff. It'd be interesting to see and see a Tarantino play. So. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah, but I don't, I don't quite agree with that. Like, oh, I'd rather not be, you know, a uh, sixty or seventy year old, you know, person can't do. Putting out good films, I yeah. don't quite agree with that. I think there's a lot of older filmmakers no, yeah, exactly. still putting out great stuff. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So it's 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 just unfortunate to hear him like state like that's kind of the reason. Yeah, it's like, right. That's not yeah. a really good reason, but all right, like do do you, man? Yeah, what he wants to do. Yeah. Um. So there's a Masters of the Universe movie coming out. Oh yeah. <laughs> like next year or the year after that. Yep. Yep. Uh, did you hear who's going to be directed by? Sadly. <laughs> uh david s goyer oh, yes. <laughs> the writer of the infamous uh man of steel and batman versus Superman. as, as nick mason sent it this week's episode oh of, did they talk about this i haven't had a chance to start, uh so yeah they, they mentioned it in the oh, news okay. section top of the news section but uh yeah. the weekly planet james brought it up and mason's like oh he's the bullet dodger right because anything that's really bad that he's part of, which is a lot, he never gets any to blame for. But the director always does. I've heard him getting a lot of shit for BBS and Man of Steel. Yeah, but yeah. I think it was striking yeah. everything on that one. Well, I mean, like he's. I, I just think it, I just think it's weird that like he catches a lot of shit for those, but like no one ever really gives him any kind of credit for one of the greatest superhero movies of all time, which was The Dark Knight. And he helped write that with the, like Christopher Nolan and I think Jonathan Nolan didn't he help write it or something? Yeah, there's like three because different part people. Of the Nolans. That probably, yeah, yeah. It's like you probably came up with a concept and <laughs> they wrote the the, the meat of it. Yeah. He's like, get this, guys, get this. Hang on a second. <laughs> Batman <laughs> fights the Joker. They're like, good, David. Yeah, thanks, David. We'll I, give you a writing credit. I remember back before David Escoyer was going to write a, he wrote a movie called Supermax. Okay. That never saw the light of day, but it was going to be. An older Green Arrow that gets framed for a crime, he gets put into this maximum prison that's made only for villains. Yeah, isn't that where Lex Luthor usually goes? Yeah, yeah. or, or where, where, I don't know if it's that uh, if that's what it's called in the comics, but um, but he has a breakout, and there's supposed to be cameos from Lex Luthor, Joker, all kinds of ones. But he had to keep on fighting all these like bad guys trying to escape this prison. That'd be everything. cool. Yeah, yeah, that would have been really. But cool. uh, it never never saw the light of day. Yeah. What yeah. do you think of uh what do you think of Masters of the Universe though? Are you a big He Man fan? No. Not huh? really. Mm-hmm. No. No. I uh I only became one over the past year. I'm a big Skeletor fan. Yeah, Skeletor. <laughs> I think He Man's a queer. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> no, uh there is some definite definite homoerotic stuff in there. Yeah. Um 
Now, I've been watching it on Netflix the past year. It's really fun. I, I the original, I, original like the, the original, 80s series. Original, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I just don't like the animation style. The I really series. like the animation of it, really? and okay. I, uh, I only got into it. I think the main reason I'm getting into it is because I remember back when I was like really little, my at my grandma's house, my uncle had these toys that I would play play with sometimes when I was like five or six years old, and uh, I remember um when I look at the He Man cartoon, I was like holy shit, that was the heat, like, I was playing with He-Man toys. I yeah. didn't realize that until I was, like, until I really started watching He-Man, and I was like, oh, yeah, Orko, I remember that, mm-hmm. and, like, and freaking He-Man, and uh, Skeletor, and then, like, they started introducing other ones, like, Man in Arms, and these other people. Many like, faces. <laughs> like, all this, like, I mean, the characters Beast are, like, Man. yeah, <laughs> Beast Man. There's a Battle battle Cat, like, battle I remember cat. that one. Like, I, I just had all these, uh, I didn't have them, but my uncle had them, these, like, action figures. And I just remember like playing with them a lot when I was a kid because I'd be really bored over at my mm. grandma's house. And so uh, going back and watching the show has been really fun. And they have these like, it's really cheesy. I mean, it's just really old school, like Saturday morning cartoon kind of thing. And it's like, there's not too much substance to it. But like, they have nice homely messages in them sometimes. Like the whole episode will be about like something, and then at the end they have like a Captain Planet esque wrap up right. where it's like yeah. where it's like today we learned the blah blah, yeah, <laughs> like right. He Man or someone's just like giving like an explanation real quick about like the life lesson that was in the episode or whatever. Right. It's really like you know it's it's cheesy, but I I find it comforting. It's nice to it's nice to watch. I it. like Thundercats more. Yeah, I never got into Thundercats. Yeah. Never got into it, but uh. I like He-Man, so I'll definitely check this one out when it comes out. But, there you go. Yeah, I won't. We'll, <laughs> we'll see. Because David S. Gore is directing it. <laughs> Last movie I can remember him directing was... Yeah, I was going to say, has he directed anything? Yeah, he directed Blade done? 3 and the movie was terrible. Oh. <laughs> That's the one whenever he decided... And he wrote oh, yeah. that you when meant... he decided to make Drake Dracula named Drake. Yeah. Yeah, I remember that. And he walks into a vampire store. That's just a new. There's just a vampire sure, store in New yeah. York, and there's Dracula dildos in there, <laughs> and that was his creative decisions. So I'll pass. Well, in this one, there's <laughs> going to be Skeletor dildos. So okay, gonna be, well, that's fine. There's going to be bony. Yeah, bony. Bones. Maybe Skeletor just be a dildo. <laughs> Maybe who knows? Yeah, who, yeah, knows? who knows? James Franco is going to uh, direct and star in a Shell Silverstein biopic. Oh, okay. Uh, Shel Silverstein is the writer of yeah, The Giving where the, Tree. Where the sidewalk ends. Yeah, where the yeah. sidewalk ends. Um, I guess that this will be the second movie he will direct. Um, his first directorial debut is coming out this weekend the with Disaster, Disaster Artist, yeah. where, where he directed and stars as Tommy Wiseau, who directed The Room, room star yeah. and produced in the movie yeah. The Room. The room. <laughs> yep. Um. But I guess Silverstein was also a poet, singer, songwriter, and screenwriter. Oh, okay. His work was translated into more than 30 languages and sold over 20 million copies. The film wow. will focus not only on his struggles professionally, but personally as well, okay. and trace how he became the iconic author he is today. Gotcha. Um, it will be based off the book, A uh, Boy Named Shell, oh, okay. uh, which was written about him. Nice. And uh, he'll be adapting that. So. That'd be cool. Yeah. Are you a big Shell Silverstein fan? I remember reading The Giving Tree when I was little. Yeah. 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 I never read too much of his stuff i uh i just remember when i first moved up to portland my first roommate had a copy of where the sidewalk ends mm-hmm. like in the bathroom behind the toilet right. <laughs> and so i just remember seeing it all the time when <laughs> i went to the bathroom as i think the cover of it was like these two kids like it's like a sidewalk that ends on like a, cl- a cliff or something yeah. mm-hmm. and they're like sit they're like kneeling over the edge of it like looking over yep that's yep, it that's yep. Right yep. yeah 
That's it. Yeah, I uh, I never never really sat down and read it or anything, but I've heard. I think I've read like excerpts of it because in all the writing classes that I was in in college, there would always be like some Shel Silverstein fans, okay, right. and so I think we read excerpts and like talked about it. And, right. Yeah, it was, it was it was good then. So we'll yeah. we'll see. Well, I mean, I'm, I'm excited he's doing this. The thing I keep on hoping James Franco is going to do is for a while there he wanted to direct an adaptation of uh, Ham on Rye. Which is uh, uh, it's a Charles Bukowski book. It's uh, a kid, kids book. No, okay. <laughs> no, no, like, no, no, no. Charles Bukowski <laughs> is not for kids. Oh, okay. Um, Charles Bukowski, most of his novels. I um, mean, he was a poet and a novelist and everything. But uh, yeah, his novels were semi autobiographical and followed a character called Henry Chinansky. Yeah. Um, he was basically Charles Bukowski, and he was just a drunk and gambler, and just him <laughs> drinking and gambling and fucking like women and being okay. a deadbeat <laughs> and that's really interesting and the hammer rye though is about him as a kid oh, okay and uh apparently it's james franco's favorite book and he's oh. shown a lot of interest in doing it i think they're making a bukowski movie somebody yeah. did um or suppose a new one's supposed to come out. i don't know whatever happened to it i haven't heard anything about it since hmm. but um james franco really wanted to direct a hammer rye movie which is henry as a kid and growing up it shows how he like you know Gone to different things and stuff like that, and uh, yeah, uh, yeah, that's one of my favorite authors, so it's like, oh, yeah, I want him to do that, but nice, no. yeah, so well, oh, well. we'll see. Okay, yeah. <laughs> Any, anything's possible, yeah. I think I mentioned a couple of weeks ago, um, uh, maybe over a month. Do you remember me talking about like the reboot of the Sabrina the Teenage Witch and the vein of like Riverdale, yeah, right? So, I guess that's going to go uh to Netflix, okay, they got a two season confirmation of it, yeah. So. I remember a so- I remember reading briefly that some streaming service is picking up i yeah. forgot which one it yeah, was so netflix got it yeah. i also remember i can't remember if i reported on it or if it was just something i heard and like i don't know if it got confirmed or whatever but i know there's definitely been talks i don't know if it's confirmed but uh that sabrina and the reboot would be black so, okay i mean yeah like yeah. race doesn't really matter yeah. Sabrina the teenage witch so yeah, it's not what the nobody's gonna get up in arms about that <laughs> yeah i don't like like i could i could see maybe some people who are really big fans of like the melissa joan hart version or whatever is which i guess is the only version was there anything else i think she was I just Sabrina the teenage witch, yeah. i could like get mixed around with uh the other one the one that was always with casper the 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 one the wasn't that Sabrina? Was wendy oh wendy yeah Wendy's in Casper though, isn't she? Yeah. Isn't that her name? Yeah. 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 Oh, so you you mix up like the characters? Yeah, yeah. Wendy, Wendy and Sabrina. Yeah, because in the cartoons, it was like a little girl. She's like blonde. She had like the red cloak on. Yeah. 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 And I'm like, that was a Sabrina. That was like the <laughs> that wasn't like the star of Sabrina. Uh, yeah. I mean, I guess you could confuse those. No, That's... but the most Joan Hart one, I think, was the only one. I think They're so. I, I know they did like a movie at some point too, but they had the uh, they had the sitcom. And then there, I think the movie came out before the sitcom. I think there was a movie. It had a different, uh, one of the ants was different. Mm. And then like they started a show and like they got a different ant and, uh, Penn Gillette was in it a lot. <laughs> he was, uh, like the he's head. A real, he's a real life worker. Yeah. Warlock. <laughs> yeah. He was, uh, he was the head of like one of the committees they had where it was like witches and wizards or whatever mm. on like interacting with the real world and stuff. Like he was like one of the head people and he like had a, uh, romantic relationship going on with one of the ants or something. Yeah, right. Yeah, that that was my first experience with Pendulette too. He was, he was a cool guy in that. But, right. 
Yeah, it's cool on Netflix. Everywhere. In the, yeah. in the teller are awesome. Yeah, he is. They don't mm-hmm. really, like, I don't notice him doing too much stuff anymore. I've tried to, like, look up podcasts that he has, and, like... They're just busy with I've, their show over in Vegas Yeah, stuff. exactly. I found, Which I've seen. I saw them out in Vegas last time I was there. Oh, did you? Mm-hmm. Oh, that was great. really pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I'd, I'd love to see them live. No, uh, I like their show Bullshit on Showtime, even mm-hmm. though it just doesn't go on very... I think it's got, like, four or five seasons, mm-hmm. and it doesn't really... So, like, that's it. It was done, like, Bullshit's over... amazing. Yeah, it was done over, I, like, I think a I, decade, I, I first showed you that show... Back when you were your old place back yeah. in Stark. Yeah, you're the one that yeah, introduced me yeah. to it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because that's when they still had on Netflix. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it was still on Netflix. That's when I super got really into it. And I found a lot of it on YouTube, but I uh, haven't been able to like find too much of it. So yeah, a lot right. of it's just like the same episode or whatever. Yeah, I, I met him at an airport actually the same night after the show. Oh, really? I got there. It was when he was still doing Dancing with the Stars. Oh, okay. And, I mean, he was kicked out pretty early on that season he, yeah he got he got voted off but yeah. uh but he's he's got like health problems. he's got like a bad like knee or something or he's a bad fucking back or whatever. Yeah, like, yeah. i wouldn't be surprised yeah, exactly. but uh uh we just saw them and then we had to go to the airport to come back and uh while i'm on the escalator i see this big shadow walk on turn around it's like pen gillette <laughs> i'm like how did he get here so fast because they stay after the show to meet and greet fans that yeah, are at the show yeah. they, they they talk to everybody and stuff so we got there fast through vegas traffic but Jeez. um yeah, he, so he's he, uh, a magician, man. He's I was like, hey, can I get pictures? Super friendly, you yeah. Know? Yeah, he's real big. Seems real like big a cool, guy. cool dude. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I like, I like him. I'd like to meet him sometime. Yeah. Uh, what you got? Uh, the last one I have is that Alex C is to or say TSE um, to resurrect the hustling times of the new Superfly. Um, he he was the screenwriter for Watchmen. Oh, um, okay. The Superfly for anybody that knows is uh, one of the most well-regarded because it's actually a good movie, unlike a lot of the movies, even though I'm a fan of the genre, um, well-regarded black exploitation films that yeah. would come out yeah. uh, that follows a drug dealer named Priest trying to do one score to get out of the game. Hmm. Um, I guess that they are going to make a remake of it. Um, it's not, you're not sure if it's going to be set modern days yeah. or if it's going to be... Uh, Set back in the seventies. Okay. Um, this is all concurring because Tim Story is making a remake of Shaft. Yes. Around the same time. Yeah. So um, that. yeah. So I guess it's gonna be two black exploitation remakes. Huh. But um, at least with Shaft, you can have Richard Roundtree show up. Um, Ron. Is he not dead yet? No, Richard Roundtree's still alive. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, but uh, Ron. Wait, um, knock on wood. I don't want him to die anytime yeah, soon. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, what what is what is his name? Uh. Who who played priest and he was Superfly? He died back in two thousand four. I forgot his name. Ron, Ron O'Neill. Oh, okay. Um, so he won't be making a cameo. <laughs> um, he's a little dead. Yeah. Um, but yeah. I mean, so, if they get some of that Disney money and show, get, Disney can show them how to bring dead actors yeah, back exactly. to life, so yeah, <laughs> they can do that for a cameo. It's like maybe. we'll let you borrow Peter Cushing, <laughs> and they'll just say it's Ron O'Neill. <laughs> Let's see. Oh yeah, Joss Whedon shows Justice League's opening bummer song. That's so weird. I was wrong. It sounded like Zack Snyder it to me. It did sound like Zack Snyder. Like I, totally, would do. I totally agreed with you. It sounded like it seemed like something stupid that he would do. Who, whoever it was, it's still dumb. Like it's a <laughs> dumb choice of song. Like it was so stupid. But right. it felt like. Well, I mean, I guess that deters from that one part where it's just like the homeless person was like, "Is that a subliminal hit on Joss Whedon?" But if he did the opening credits, I guess not. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, whatever he's not even trying anymore all right and uh <laughs> he's like guys i just lost my wife like, you've been divorced for a while it's like uh 
He's like, okay. I'm trying to get people to solo. Oh, that was it. That's all I had. Sorry, yeah. That's Star- I was going to say the Star Trek thing, but you already got that. Um, Avengers trailer came out. That was pretty awesome. Yeah, did we not talk about that yet? No. Yeah, Infinity War. It yeah, looks, Infinity War. It looks fun. Looks good. Yeah. I think I think it's going to be... I'm not too blown away by it. But I, right. I, I'm happy because they didn't show a lot. Because there's clearly yeah, some set yeah, photos. Yeah, yeah. Spoilers, I guess. But one of the delicate behind the scenes, there's clearly a part where Tony and Spider-Man meet up with the Guardians of the Galaxy as well. Oh, okay. Because there's like the set photo of them behind the scenes where it was Chris Pratt, yes. Robert Downey Jr., and yeah. Tom Holland. Tom Holland had it covers. He had like his hands covered and it looked like he had like CGI parts to his or green screen parts to his costume yeah. or whatever. So clearly that there, there's going to be more teaming up and stuff. But I think yeah. I think it's great that they just showed scenes from just a couple parts. Yeah. Well, it's weird because this trailer was different than the Comic-Con one that leaked back over the summer. Yeah, exactly. Because mm-hmm. the Comic-Con one had some other like kind of spoilery stuff mm. in it one of them was with robert downing jr and tom holland's mm. iron man and spider-man mm. uh another thing was like showing uh thanos like actually using the gauntlet to like do something like pretty fucking crazy mm-hmm. um yeah my, my my main thing is that my main thing is i, I just think thanos looks stupid like, I, i've always thought I, thanos I, I, I keep on seeing a lot of memes people keep on doing yeah. stuff one guy like p- painted his thumb to look like it <laughs> yeah i saw that took a picture of it which you said he looked like a thumb before yeah yeah, yeah. It, that's that's my thing like he just looks which i, I think I he like, just looks like the comic books I, no he does yeah. but like even in the comics i think he looks stupid. oh yeah and uh but i mean it's a comic book so it's whatever but uh i just don't like the look of thanos and i i'm sitting here like man why are they taking like you know he doesn't look half that bad with the armor but then you were saying like the reasoning is kind of that like he's getting the the gauntlet's getting more powerful so he doesn't need all the armor yeah. so I, I like that reason. the more That's gems fine. he gets allegedly from what i understand less pieces of armor he needs yeah because yeah. he's like untouchable yeah like, exactly yeah. and that's that's fine but he just looks dumb fucking so. uh <laughs> my, my favorite thing is that uh mondo said me <laughs> well um mondo either post or send me i forgot which one it was but uh it's the uh it's like what they show on the screen whenever Stone Cold comes out. Stone Cold Steve Austin yeah, comes out. Yeah. But like Lacerada is like Thanos. Like that one thing was like walking to like that one Thanos shot in the trailer where like he's walking, you know, through like the, the portal. And stuff. Like, <laughs> yeah, you hear it first and it's like it started off like the Stone Cold thing. But then like there's like pictures of Thanos oh also and stuff. Yeah. <laughs> pretty good um thanos just cracks open some beers and fucking yeah chugs them and shit <laughs> <laughs> yeah um that's the bottom line yeah that's the 316 316 <laughs> um thanos 316 yeah thanos 316 but no i think it looks fun um but what I'm, maybe you can answer this yeah i'm curious is this supposed to be two movies or because i heard two things i heard that this was be i know it's not infinity war part one and part two anymore yeah i know this is infinity war but is the fourth one going to be dealing with Thanos as well? I have no idea. Or is it because I keep on hearing that's not going to no anymore, idea. but I'm kind of hoping they don't cram everything into no one. Idea. <laughs> <laughs> no idea. I'm hoping that it's going to I be I don't know what they're doing. Both of them. It's, it's Marvel, so I'm along for the ride anyways, but yeah, right. I, I have no idea. The other um, news is that they said they have up to 20 more movies planned. <laughs> <laughs> Which is that's a lot of movies. And we've already isn't this the t- won't this be the twentieth one? Or yeah, it's not close to it because Black um, Panther comes out and that's like yeah. eighteen or nineteen. I think we got I think we got like ten comic book movies coming out between Marvel and DC next year. Not Marvel Studios, but Marvel Fox and and DC. Because oh, DC is only putting out Aquaman. Next yeah, year, that's it. yeah, but M- Marvel and Fox is putting out like three. 
Which ones are they doing? Fox is putting out the new X-Men, they're putting out New Mutants, and they're putting out Deadpool 2. Oh. Is New Mutants a movie? I thought that was like a TV no, show. That, that it's a horror movie. Oh. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> um, but, uh, I mean, Marvel's putting out three to four three to four films on average. Anyway, so they like five years. Yeah. You know, yeah. six years. But still, just like, ugh, okay. No, yeah, hey, okay, We got a lot. Yeah. I mean, we'll we'll see. But no, oh, I and mean. And Sony also, because Sony's putting out the new, uh, spy, animated Spider-Man Venom. film. Venom and Venom. Too, and yeah. Venom comes out next year. Is that next year? Yeah. Oh, shit. I think so. It's a lot of comic book movies. <laughs> um, no, Infinity War looks fun, though. I like, uh, I like seeing Captain... Uh, Steve Rogers in it. Yeah, he comes back. No mad. Yeah, I don't know what he's supposed to be, but he. But Black Panther's just like get this man a shield, and he comes out. And he's got a beard and shit. And I'm like, oh yeah, that yeah. that looks cool. Okay, I'm down for, I'm down for that. Um, Why doesn't Tony just give it back to him? Uh, like he calls him and everything. Just give him a shield he, back. He, he, probably, he probably will. He probably will yeah. give him a shield back. He's like, all right, we got to go fight a guy who's co- literally courting death and can destroy worlds. Here's a shield. Yeah. <laughs> all right, let's go. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah i mean that'd probably be it so. great i mean it's better than hawkeye just like i've got an arrow guys him with this terrible new haircut does he got a new haircut was well, he even in the trailer he wasn't in the no, trailer was no. it? okay some people aren't in the trailer yeah yeah who's all in the trailer list it real quick uh captain america bucky black widow uh dr stranger wong scarlet witch scarlet witch vision vision spider-man spider-man uh hulk yeah he, he is Banner. that's right yeah yeah, yeah. um uh, Thor, Thor Guardians. Guardians. That's all I think. Black Panther. Black Panther. Yeah. And Black Panther is like homegirl. Yeah. Michelle from The Walking Dead. Oh yeah, it is, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, she's like oh, running, right. she's like running right behind uh, Captain America. Mbaku. Who's Baku? Mbaku is a uh, man ape, but he's he's gonna be one of the villains in Black Panthers. But it looks like he's fighting alongside Black Panther in this. Uh, so I guess he a doesn't die, yeah. and b I guess that. <laughs> But but he's supposed to be like a tribal rival, like like oh, okay. the ape tribe is like a different tribe around Wakanda. Gotcha. That's different from the Panther tribe. Yeah. So I guess that they're like, well, let's join forces. Yeah. So Wakanda's completely. It's just really. It's it's just it, that's the unfortunate part of like doing all this stuff where it's like we got a whole franchise and we're doing movies and introducing so many people and blah 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 and it's like they're all like you know time wise going together and stuff so like we haven't even seen black panther but we're right. already seeing like what happens after black panther just just that kind of well, stuff well i like, know that marvel's infamous for cgi things into trailers or taking things out of trailers oh okay like um like yeah well, Avengers thor's eye well thor's eye they they made it look like he didn't lose his eye spoilers yeah. for thor ragnarok you've <laughs> seen it um but avengers 2 there's like that part where they're all like near the end they're like staying together, but in the trailer they omit Scarlet Witch, Quicksilver, and Vision out of it. Oh, uh, okay. But in the movie they're there. Yeah, yeah. And there's a couple other things where they'll either put a character over it that's not there in the scene originally. Yeah. But when the movie comes out, they'll take him out and it'll be the actual person. Huh. So my thing is, Black Panther's all in this trailer. Yeah. But what if at the end of Black Panther just dies? <laughs> <laughs> it's like none of these scenes are showing the trailer <laughs> even in it. Could be. Yeah. <laughs> but that's not gonna happen. We'll see. Uh... When's that come out? That comes out next May, doesn't it? Black yeah, Panther's May, in February. February. Inf- Infinity War's in May. Yeah. Isn't the Han Solo movie in May, too? Yeah. April and May. Oh, wow. May. Yeah. Disney doesn't care they're making money. <laughs> exactly. They'll get all their money back. Um. So anyways, that's all the news we have for today. Yes. Moving on to the review. 
Yep. Three billboards outside Ebbing, Missouri. Yep. So overall, what do you think? I loved it. Yeah. It's, it's one of my uh, favorite movies of the year. I have problems with it. There's just yeah. a couple problems with it, uh, but we'll get into that. Uh, nothing, nothing that that really detracted from the total thing, though. The total, the total yeah, film. yeah. I think, I think, I think that's my main thing too. Yeah, I, I've got some problems with. It. I, I liked it. I really liked it. I thought mm-hmm. it was a really good movie. I, I don't know if I'd say I love it or if it's like even in my top ten of the year. Oh, but wow. it's, uh, it's really good. Yeah, like right. it's, it's really good. It might be in my top ten. I don't know. I have to, I have to think about everything. But mm-hmm. it was solid. Mm-hmm. I really liked it. Um, so for the people who don't know, because every t- like I. I mentioned it to like three different people that I was going to go see it yesterday and they're like, what the fuck is that? So right. for people, for most of our listeners who probably won't know what this movie is, what it is, what is it about? Well, it was made for 12 million, um, oh. 12 million and it just box office right now is 13 million. So it just got Damn. Okay. its production money back. Yeah. Um, but, uh, for anybody who doesn't know, it follows a character named Mildred Hayes. Mm-hmm. Played by Francis McDonough. Uh, McD- uh McDormand. Um, Cohen, Francis McDormand, Cohen. Is it um, McDormand? Yeah. Who, who's McDonough? Martin McDonough. Oh, is he is the, guy? the director? Oh, okay. Yeah. Sorry. Francis McDormand um, uh, plays plays her. Uh, before the movie starts, her daughter is raped, killed, and lit on fire. Yeah. And she decides to buy three billboards on a road leading to her house. That basically say, um, raped and killed while dying. Yeah. No suspects found. Yeah, like no arrests. You know, arrests whatever. were made. Uh, why, uh, sure. why will it be? Why Sheriff will it be? Yeah. Um, and they're all in a row, like, bop, 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 right yeah. down this rural road that nothing's that around. No one goes down. Yeah, no one's around. <laughs> then there's a reason why, why they're there. Yeah. Why, why she decides to put them up, which I didn't notice until the second time I saw the film. For some reason, I missed it the first time. Oh, but, okay. um, and basically, the film kind of deals with like the police department kind of being called out by that, yeah. and um, her trying to like get them to look for the killer. Yeah. Um, but the movie really isn't about that. It's not, and that's what yeah. threw me off about it. Yeah, the yeah. movie really is about like I think this is a perfect movie for right now, like with everything that's going on, like yeah. with 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 just everything in the political climate, mm-hmm. as well as like police abuse and stuff like that with race issues with you know all these different tags that people are starting to say and the pc times i think this movie strikes a lot of them and and it's so crazy since martin mcdonald's from ireland or england okay he's not an american and he writes something that's so relevant to america right (laughs) now right now yeah yeah. and it's it's, it definitely hits on like both both sides of the political spectrum yeah exactly it has an argument for for the police as well and so exactly it's not a it's not like, like I wouldn't think it's like a liberal movie, but it's not like a conservative movie. It's just a movie that like kind of points out the what I really like about it is that like getting into the movie, I start realizing like, oh, it's not really about this woman finding out who killed her kid or whatever or getting revenge or getting justice. Mm-hmm. The movie is just about people being mad yeah, and right. people being mad at each other mm-hmm. and what happens when you let anger completely consume you and let it control your decisions that you're making in life because everyone in this movie just gets pissed off and pissed off and makes decisions and fucks up and like all this kind of stuff and in the end of it you kind of just realize like they're kind of starting to realize like man we're 
not doing stuff that's very good because we're just doing stuff because we're mad. Right. We're not sure. really thinking about it. Which is or, definitely seeing Sam Rockwell's character, Jason Dixon. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And uh, in the end, like nothing's really resolved, but like at least they kind of realize that. And yeah. Right. I think that's like the growth of the movie and most of the characters is that like they just realize it's like, so is any of this going to end? Like, am I going to fix any of this by getting mad and making a decision? And I think that, I think that overall part is like the main part that's really relevant to this, you know, day and age with all the bullshit we have going on sure. with everyone with the conflict and the rage. And I'm not saying a lot of that rage isn't justified. There's plenty of stuff to be legitimately pissed off about, mm-hmm. but uh, it's, I don't know. Like it just feels like this movie points out really well that like when you let rage kind of consume you, it's not, it's probably more detrimental than it is beneficial. Yeah. And I think the movie makes a good argument for that. Rage, rage, rage as, as well as guilt. Yeah, definitely. Like, I think that that's a big thing. and Especially when you find out yeah, like, what, yeah. what, what she said before her daughter left. Yeah, like, yeah. That's a big thing <laughs> in Mildred where, where I think that... I heard multiple people in the audience go like, oh, fuck. Yeah, yeah <laughs> like, exactly. It happened yeah. the second time I saw it. Oh, man. The first time I saw it, you really can't do this since it's Elmo Draft House. Like, no <laughs> yeah. fucking talking! Yeah, everyone shut up! Yeah, which is good. Which is yeah, yeah, but, yeah. um... Uh, uh, yeah, it, it's it's definitely that she's driven by guilt. She's driven by anger. She's she's uh, she's very very tragic, yeah. you know. And there, there's a couple of scenes which we'll get into. Um, that's really like she can only keep this kind of persona on for so long. There's some like really human moments where she kind of just like breaks down. Yeah, but there's like one that's like really subtle. But yeah, she's great in it. Um, there was already before the movie was it would get wide release. There was already Academy. Academy Award buzz, which I, of course, would not be surprised if she's nominated. Yeah. Um, she's great in it. Woody Harrelson plays Sheriff Willoughby. Mm-hmm. Um, he's really solid in it. He's really good in it. I'm such a, he's such a hit and miss actor for me, generally. Yeah. Sometimes I really like him, other times I really don't. That's my problem with War for the Planet of the Apes. So my, maybe why War for the Planet of the Apes may not make it in my top 10 is because of Woody Harrelson. Really? Yeah. Because I, I know, felt like I know, he was so miscast in yeah, that role. I know when we were originally mm-hmm. talking about it, that was one of the things you mentioned. Yeah. But I still figured it'd be in your top ten for that. It, I mean, it's a high recommendation. <laughs> yeah, it'd be at least really an honorable good. mention. I don't know if it'd be my top ten or not. Though. Oh, okay. Um, it just depends. Yeah. Uh, uh, it's it, it's not doesn't make a bad film, right? They're like no, that. Yeah, I just yeah, like yeah. that. Maybe yeah. that one thing that doesn't quite get in. Yeah. Um, but he's been like four or five films this year. Yeah. But he's he's really good in this one. Um. Who else? Oh, uh, Sam Rockwell, of course, who yeah. I think is just as good as Francis McDermott in it. I thought I thought he stole the show. Yeah, I thought, I thought he was thought like also. even better than her. Yeah, like, like I said before, you know, we were talking earlier. I think Francis McDormand kind of gets uh, she gets very like in one mood in this movie. Mm-hmm. There's a couple of parts, like you said, where she does become a little vulnerable or does kind of like you know break for a second, mm-hmm. and you see her get like see stuff affecting her because mm-hmm. throughout most of the movie she's just a pissed off lady. Yeah, it's right, like sure. you're not fucking like no no progress is being made. Fuck this! So I'm just gonna call you out on it. And so like throughout the whole movie she's doing all that, but Sam Rockwell's character is like very emotional and right. like wears his you know emotions like it's hard on the sleeve and everything. But like he's very rash decisions, he's very <laughs> rash and like very pissed off in the beginning of it, and you don't like him. But I think yeah, I, he, I think he I has just because of Sam Rockwell. No, 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 Sam Rockwell yeah, so much. I'm yeah. like he's an asshole. But I'm like so, so he's a racist and an asshole. <laughs> but he's, he's okay. Who, who I is still, him? I still, <laughs> exactly. Yeah, I like him. Yeah. Well, he's a good guy. Uh, no, he has. The, I think he has the most uh, interesting emotional arc in this movie. He has a, and, he has uh, a deep arc. It's it's mm-hmm. definitely the most like obvious one too. Sure. That you're like okay, yeah. yeah it's right. kind of like 
it's almost a little too on the nose, but it's like really good. Mm. And he does a very good job with it. Mm-hmm. And I just like how the plot unfolds. Because there's one part, we'll talk about it in spoilers, where like he like something happens with him and it's just because he's in the right place at the right time. And even then it's not the right place at the right yeah. time because it's like yeah. it doesn't work out anyways. But yeah. it's yeah, it's just his character and he tries to tries to make up for some stuff. But um yeah, I, I really liked it too. I like I said, I didn't think it was like the best movie of the year or anything. Um definitely like I don't know. Like I'm not trying to rank it or anything right now, but it's it was really good. I like like I think I was kind of expecting it to be good too. Like mm-hmm. everyone that was attached to it, I was like, this will at least be solid. Like it mm-hmm. might not be it might not blow me away, but this will at least at least be good. And it it, it it was. There was a you know, it wasn't too long. The story wasn't like crazy twisted or anything or like any like lots of stuff going on. Like it was really simple. Mm-hmm. Um the overall message of it was really good. I, I didn't notice anything special about like the music or anything with it. I really love the music. Really? I love I love I love the score. Yeah. I like it was very simplistic, but I also love the choice of music that they play. Okay. Like uh some of the songs they play in one particular scene there's a long take shot where they play uh his master's his master's voice by uh the Monsters of Folk. Okay. Which is really it really fits the scene well. And there's near the end they play a cover of Towns Van Zat's uh Arkskin Stallion. Okay. Um, that's like the last song they play, like in the movie, gotcha. like the last part of it. Yeah. Um, that that was really good. Uh, I I just like I think the music was I really enjoyed the music yeah. actually. I, I it, really noticed, it, it especially just, the second time. Yeah, it it didn't stand out too much for me. But, so I, yeah, I didn't really notice too much about it. Yeah. Uh, I think that um. Uh, the movie. This is one of the few movies that was. It was almost two hours, about five minutes out two hours. But it felt yeah. like it was quick as fuck. Movie yeah, does, yeah, like, really it just quick. Kept moving. Yeah, that, there's just really no throwaway scenes in the film. No, yeah, like yeah. all the scenes, like feel like they have a place. Yeah, exactly. There was, um, I don't think there was like anywhere they could have like cut the pattern. Yeah, it was, right. <laughs> like Which everything seemed essential. Um, and I think that really, it not being like um, what was your other point about um. It's not about the billboards or like trying to find out. Or, I mean, it's about the billboards. Well, no, but the it's, one. It's not about the mystery. Or well, no, no. What you just said about um, uh, the arcs. Well, yeah, the arcs and about how it's like more character driven and stuff yeah. like that. Is, I think that comes from him being like a playwright more than anything. Yeah, yeah where definitely. where like everything is like it's just a lot more talking. Like it's not like action scenes, like people getting blown definitely. away or anything definitely, like that. There's yeah. like a lot of like stage type production even though there's like multiple sets and stuff like that yeah. you could easily see it being put onto a stage definitely um yeah. a lot of things with like dialogue and, and how they interact and stuff mm-hmm. also love how he, him and sam rockwell have worked together a few times he's a seven psychopath sam rockwell was in a great role in that but um he's also been in a play he's in one of his plays on broadway oh, okay and stuff uh after seven psychopaths um so i think that him and sam rockwell have a really good working relationship i think they work really well together definitely um, but Sam Rockwell also can just make a movie that's fucking terrible into something that's so terrible, <laughs> but Sam Rockwell being really good in it. He's I, the best part of Iron Man 2. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's, he's good in Iron Man 2. I was going to yeah. say I didn't like him and like, I didn't like choke really at all. I, yeah, yeah. I didn't get into that. I love Moon. Moon is really good. Moon's great. Um, I'm trying to think of other stuff that he's in, uh, that I've seen. Yeah. I just remember like when, uh, when I first discovered like Chuck Palahniuk. And like after a fight club and everything, and I was like, let me go read other stuff about him. I read Choke and I was like, this book isn't too amazing. Oh, but there's a movie. And so like I went and watched the movie and I was like, 
no, this movie isn't too amazing either. So maybe I should go back and watch it. But I just I didn't care for it. Yeah. Um, Sam Rockwell's in it. And unfortunately, he didn't save that for me. But yeah. he's no, he's good. I, I like him. I really like. I said I really like him in Moon. Uh, he's good in Iron Man too. And I loved him in this. He's probably my favorite part. Yeah, he's just pretty the good. The makeup they do, like when yeah, you know, when he gets happens, screwed yeah. up at one mm-hmm. point, like it's. Yeah, it's he really gets, good. He gets screwed up a few times then in the film. Yeah, yeah. No, but most in the second half. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Good, good, but the makeup effects are actually really good. For they him. are, yeah. There's no, uh, uh, I don't think there's any CG like splatter or anything like that in any parts of it. If there is, really. I can't tell. Yeah, yeah, I can't really tell. Um, But there is a CG part I can tell, which we'll get into, which is oh. one of my... <laughs> I think I know where you're Yeah, which is one of my, one of the things I didn't like about it. Okay. But, um... Well, I mean, we can go. I guess we can go ahead and get into it. Yeah, we get spo- spoilers. spoilers so, yeah. but without uh, spoilers, definite definite recommend- no, recommendation. Yeah, definitely, obviously, definitely yeah, yeah, I would definitely say it too. Just because you know, <laughs> I'm I'm gonna try to make this argument every fucking time we have it. New original stuff like this that isn't a sequel or reboot or a franchise or whatever. Like this is the kind of stuff that needs to be supported. Right. Sure. So like it's a, it's a, it is unfortunate to hear that it's been out for. Almost, and it's had a weird release too, because I know you were checking like consistently yeah. when it was coming out, and it it's, just it's, come it's been a scattered Florida. release because it was yeah. released up in you know certain places like big cities. Because I saw it two weeks ago, yeah, you know um, when it was in New York City, yeah, and then it just this past weekend got released here. Yeah, it finally came out. Yeah, Gainesville. so it's like a weird release, and it's barely just barely so far after being out for a little bit has made its money back, sure. but and it still has a little bit of way to go, I guess, to turn a profit usually it's like double the budget you mm-hmm. need to so whatever so they need to make at least probably 24 million or whatever um so it's unfortunate to see it's doing good it's well, just especially once the academy award buzz comes back around it they'll, they'll, they'll bring it back definitely if, if it gets nominated they'll bring it back into theaters which people see it more yeah um if it wins awards people will get it on home home yeah, media on, on demand um, watch yeah. it from Redbox or something or whatever that's um, what i've done a lot like i yeah. used to do that all the time once the awards happen and stuff mm-hmm. i think that's the one of the first award seasons I really paid attention to was when uh, Slumdog Millionaire won, mm. and I went and, like rented that and fucking loved it. That's so. even Soderbergh. Is it? Yeah. Oh, okay. Um, but uh, they're bringing back. They just brought back Marshall. Um, that that movie with uh Black Panther and what what the fuck is that guy's name? God damn it! I'm afraid the actor plays Black <laughs> yeah, Panther. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Marshall. Sure. It's about Thurgood Marshall. Oh. Okay. I think we saw the trailer of it. it made, I, I, I made so, fun of the yeah. trailer because it's like, oh, make a Thurgood Marshall into like an action <laughs> hero and like this like stupid. But apparently it's a really good movie. Huh. And okay. they just brought back into the theaters. Wow. Like it was out for a little while. They just brought it back to 16. Okay. But um, yeah. Uh, yeah. It's definitely a high recommendation for yeah, me. These, like I said, these kind of movies need, you know, people need to see more of them. Yeah. It's, it, it's December, meaning you're going to be getting a lot of them because the Academy Award season's here. We got yep. this. We get, um, even though this came out in November, yep. we got wide release here. We got Shape of Water, yep. Disaster Artist, mm-hmm. um, Phantom Thread, uh, the Matt Damon Shrink movie is coming out. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> and that other movie that I haven't seen too much about it, so I don't know if people are going to go see it, but, uh, I think it's called Star Wars. Like that oh, comes, yeah. That comes the, I heard some things about it. Yeah. <laughs> but that, that's the only big one coming out this year. <laughs> yeah, that's the only yeah, big one. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. Uh, this month. Yeah. Um, but yeah, a lot a lot of... The, you can't, people want to get in before the awards come out, so December yeah. is usually... It's right before we get in January, we get uh, get into fuck you January. Yeah. We get like just the scraps of who gives it's a shit film. Like, no like that uh, Liam Neeson film that's coming out. Do you see that one? Do you want to see no. Justice League? No. 
You didn't get that trailer? Why did nobody get that trailer? I saw I saw Justice League twice in Stark. So oh. I, didn't, I didn't get any trailer. Yeah, it looks fucking terrible. <laughs> really? It looks really bad. It's Liam Neeson on a tree. Uh, on a tree. On a train. Okay. Um, And he has to find somebody Is that's... Someone takes his daughter on the train? No. So he has to go through the whole train trying to find his daughter? I can't even explain this movie. You Just, just watch the trailer. It just put Liam Neeson train movie. <laughs> It'll come up. It comes in January. It's a real fuck you. It's January film. But um, Fair yeah, uh, definitely a recommendation. But spoilers. Um, yeah. The CG parts I'm about, even though I like the scene a lot. Yeah. But it's really noticeable is that she talks to a deer yep. at one point. Yep. She she's she's out the billboards and she's you know it's she's like planting flowers and stuff. She's there. planting flowers. But the thing I didn't notice about the first time I, I somehow missed it. They show it like two times. I missed yeah. the first time is that that's where her daughter was killed. That's what I thought. Because you see the like burn marks in the ground. Yeah. Yeah. Which that, it that's one of the parts of the movie. There's a couple parts in the movie that don't make sense to me, and they're not big enough to make a difference. Mm-hmm. But that's one of the parts where I was just like, like when they talk about when her daughter died, it was like nine, almost ten months ago or something, mm-hmm. wasn't it? Like when yeah, they, it seems like about ten months. Yeah, ago. it was yeah. like a good like almost year, mm-hmm. and they kept showing that, and mm-hmm. I'm like, that can't be like it still wouldn't be black. Like what is like it's been almost three full seasons since she's died, right. and like stuff would happen to the grass and everything, like it. Wouldn't still be black. Like yeah, right. that was just one Char- of the words that threw me. I out, took it but... just kind of be like a symbolic type, no, like like yeah. thing just to show and be like, okay, it's, it's it's very it's very play. Yeah, like it's it's a lot like a like a play type, Definitely. Definitely. like uh uh image kind of like okay, put here so it keeps yeah. in the viewer's mind or whatever. Yeah, but she's putting flowers out at the billboards, you know, the memorial, whatever, and a deer comes up and she kind of talks to the deer, uh-huh. you know. It's kind of supposed to be like, oh, is this her, you know, being reincarnated as a deer? Which is kind of yeah. funny because like, it's like, you're beautiful, but you ain't her. Yeah, and yeah exactly. And it's talking to you. But, and it's a good scene, but just the deer is like super noticeable. Yeah. It comes yeah. out like when I first I'm like, oh, like they took no time at all on that CGI deer. <laughs> and then there's another shot where they show where it actually looks like a deer. Yeah. But it's not in the same shot as her. It's not, yeah. But then when it shows her again, like talking to the deer, the deer looks really, really fake. <laughs> it's yeah. like. And oh, I just noticed that's no. a lo- I just noticed that's a lot of stuff going on. Not even with just movie, but like TV shows and everything in general. Is that like I don't know if it's because like a PETA or something, but like there's a lot of animal rights stuff out there, which I absolutely get because a lot of animals have gotten the short end of the stick and been completely fucked over. But PETA's the worst the, person to be talking about it because they euthanize no, animals. Yeah, PETA <laughs> is super bad. A about it. I'm, not, of I'm, not yeah. defending, I'm not defending PETA, yeah, but yeah. like movie, like. Animals have definitely been abused in all kinds of forms of entertainment and movies and TV shows sure. over, yeah, like, you know, since, since the dawn of, you know, cinema. That's why Wrangley's not around anymore. So. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, Which, yeah. apparently, PETA is losing their shit about a movie I really want to go see this month called The, the Greatest Showman. Because, oh, yeah, like, that does come out. Yeah, because, now. like, it's, like, glorifying, like, the circus and everything. It's like, yeah, the circus abused animals and shit. And it's like... Yeah, we get it, but they're not glorifying that part of it. It's like they're the glorifying of is... a man that created a spectacle. That, yeah, know, it's a story. There's, there's, it's all of... magic and a type of you know enjoyment no. that came mostly exactly. Know? Yeah, it's not about you know abusing elephants. Yeah, but, right. But that's obviously yeah. that's what they would see. But so so that art with with that whole argument, I get that they try to use fake animals sometimes right, to like right. if we don't have to waste our time with an animal that's like. You know, it's not really abusive, but it's just like we're having this animal here. Like having a deer there eating grass wouldn't have been bad, right? Sure. But then you have other stuff like The Walking Dead, where they introduce Shiva the tiger, and it's like 
yeah, she gets destroyed by zombies at one point. <laughs> like, yeah, like right. you can't have a real tiger there yeah, with right. like people in zombie makeup just clamoring towards yeah. her and tearing her apart. Because the tiger fight so, tear them apart. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> so like you can't like it's that kind of thing. And she's like in a chain. Like she's not even in The Walking Dead. She's not like super. Uh, like they keep her on a chain and whatever. But it's like you know he cares for the tiger and he's taking care of her and everything. And mm-hmm. So it's like you know it's a nice little relationship. But it's just stuff like that where they can't it's almost not really practical anymore right. to do the animal stuff. Mm-hmm. And so I get why they, I'm okay with being in this rough transition of trying to get there and be like, Hey, we have animals that we can use now and just make them computery or whatever. And it saves everyone a lot of hassle and time and it doesn't bother animals mm-hmm. and it still serves the story. But sometimes it still looks like shit. Right, sure. <laughs> and I think we're just in those rough parts right now where we like, why don't they just, <sighs> What? Why don't people use puppets anymore? Yeah, right. Why don't they just have just like animatronics? They could, yeah, they could have did an animatronic thing. They could have, you know, played with the angles of the camera and stuff. Right. Showed like a deer head going down to the grass real quick. Cut back to Francis yeah, and like yeah. did this. Like it would have been fine. And yeah, that's I don't know. I feel like maybe CJ may, CGI nowadays may be cheaper than building the the, the machinery maybe, and stuff. Maybe I don't that's know. the thing. I don't they know. always use it. I don't yeah. know, but they should be using animatronics. <laughs> yeah, but um, yeah, that, that, that's one of the uh, problems they had. Um. But yeah, Dixon has a really good arc. Uh, Sam Rockwell's character, yeah. Jason Dixon, has a really good arc. He's an asshole and racist. Um, before the movie starts, he uh-huh. beat a black man that was in custody. Yep. Uh, apparently really bad, and it got exposed on the news or something. <laughs> yeah. Like People know about it. Yeah, yeah. Um, and know who he is. Oh and, but it's also God. a small town. The comedy in this movie is so freaking ridiculous. Yeah, the comedy is... is it's, it's it's black comedy, which Martin yeah. McDonald is really good with. All, um, in Bruges, Seven Psychopaths and this are all black comedy. Yeah. Um, and all his plays. He's, he's great at it. Like, the humor is, like, so, so clever. Yeah. Um, I was dying during that one part. It's uh, Sam Rockwell. <clears throat> he's in the interrogation room with Francis McDonald's yeah. character. And uh, he's talking. she's talking about, like, yeah, you like to beat up, like, you know. Yeah, she and, says the N-bomb. Yeah, yeah, she says the N-bomb. The N-bomb gets dropped a couple of times in this yeah. movie. And she's like, yeah, you like to beat up, you know, N-bombs. And he's like, hey, it's not N-bombs. <laughs> it's persons of color yeah. interrogation. <laughs> it's like, that's how, like, he's missing the <laughs> point completely. And he's, like, not denying the fact that he did any of yeah, it. He's right. just like, it's not in. It's persons of color. <laughs> it's like, oh my god! And then, stop, and man, then stop. Uh, Willoughby comes in. He's like, I was trying to tell her that <laughs> it called people of color because she called them and bombed. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, but, that's not yeah. how we do it anymore. And then after he leaves, Woody Harrelson has the joke where it's like, listen, if we we're gonna fire everybody that's racist, it's like. We get rid of most of the department. <laughs> we, we still have people. Left. Yeah, we have three cops, but they still hate gays. <laughs> <laughs> it's like little like turn around jokes yeah, like that. It was so good. And oh, he like man. just kind of like awkwardly chuckles at his own joke and sits yeah. down, but it's so well delivered. Yeah. And that 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 scene actually, since we're on it, <clears throat> is one of the human moments of uh, yeah. Uh, her, where where right at the end of that scene. Yeah, her her and Willoughby are talking because yeah. she gets brought in for something she didn't seen before. Yeah. Um, and uh. Which is another funny part. Whenever she she drills through a fat dentist's hand, yeah, who's oh going to try God. to like remove a tooth out <laughs> of her mouth with a novocaine like, or anything like that, <laughs> and and like she but she already got like induced with novocaine, yeah. Um, and when Willoughby has to come and pick her up at her job, <laughs> it's like, were you at the dentist? She's like, no. Nope. And like, like her her mouth is I wasn't there. <laughs> um, but yeah, but they're, they're they're talking, and uh, you find out a couple scenes before that that. 
Sheriff Willoughby has cancer. Yes. In his pancreas? Yes. Um, I don't know what a pancreas is, but yep. yeah. <laughs> somewhere, somewhere in this general area. Yeah, somewhere in the body. Um, yeah. And uh, they're, they're talking, and he's trying to, like, you know, kind of get under her skin a little bit. Like, yeah. brings up her ex-husband and stuff like that. Yeah. So, like, keep they're on just digging like, yeah, they're or whatever. Kind of go yeah. back, back. And then just halfway through the sentence, he just cops blood into her it face. It was super random. Too. Yeah. I so, thought it was, like, a weird cut for a second. I was like, yeah. wait a minute, what just happened? Yeah. 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 And, he, and he's, like, clearly bothered by it. And yeah. her whole, like... Her whole wall kind of just drops. Yeah, she drops everything. It for just a drops her guard. She's like, "No, I understand." It's like, "It's like I know you didn't." Yeah, mean he's like, "I didn't mean whatever. to do that." Yeah. She's like, "No, no, no, like, no, I understand." Yeah, it's like it's like it's blood. It's blood. Like I'm just gonna be coughing up blood. Yeah, and, uh, and she like runs and gets help for yeah, her. She's help like, "Hang on, I'll be alright." Hang yeah, on, it's yeah, like she runs out. Go, but there, there's that scene. Another scene that I love where she drops her drops her guard is that uh, somebody lights the billboards on fire. Yeah, which is a I'll point out in a second, but it's a part that. It's really small. It's just mm-hmm. I had a problem with it, mm-hmm. but uh, go go ahead. Uh, that that scene? Yeah. Oh, really? It, it's um, because something really stupid. But oh, the okay. whole entire time, I was like, almost taken out of the movie. So I was like, what? But oh, really? Yeah, well, yeah, she I'll... starts. She's she's extinguishing the flames or yeah, whatever. Yeah. Her son goes up to the house to get the other fire extinguisher, the better fire extinguisher. Yeah. And she gets to the second one, and she's like spraying down the second billboard, and she gets down, and her son's like, like she's on top of the second billboard, yeah. yeah. And so I was like, "What are you doing?" Yeah. And it was just like, <laughs> like help me. And she's like, so they spray it down, and it gets down. She's already handy. She's like, "Mom, like stop! Like you've got to let go. You have to let go." Yeah, yeah. And she just, she just snaps for yeah. a second. She's like, "Ah oh, man, what is his name?" Uh, she just screams his name. It's like, and she has this look of pain in her face, or just like. I yeah. need this. I need to save these billboards. And she yeah. starts running towards the next billboard and she just drops her knees because it's too late because yeah. it's already on fire. And, and it's like, just, so much. it's yeah. really, it's really symbolic of, you know, like her daughter was burned. Yeah, right. And so like mm-hmm. these things that she, that she's invested time and money into to like make an argument are also getting destroyed by yeah, fire. Right, and she's exactly. like losing her shit. Yeah. Because like, it's almost like if she can't save these, she can't save her daughter. Mm-hmm. And that's why she's losing her shit. And being and like, she's already me. so guilty. Yeah, exactly. Because whenever her daughter left, yeah. as you mentioned before, like she, she wants has, to go she out. To yeah. Them, she yeah. has a flashback earlier, which her daughter wanted to keys the car to go out and hang out with her friends. Yeah. But she, but Francis McDormand or Mildred was going to go get beers with her friend. And she's like, I'll give you money for a taxi. Yeah. And then they get an argument. Mm-hmm. And uh, she's like, fine, I'll walk. And I hope I get raped. And she's like, well, I hope you get raped too. And yeah. the scene ends. Yeah. It goes back into time. That's like, I, there was like four different people in the theater when I was watching and been like, oh, shit. Yep. Yeah. Because she's like, I hope I get raped and killed. And she's yeah. like, I hope you get raped and killed too. Yeah. And the door slams shut and it cuts back to her and it's like, fuck. Yeah, like, yeah. It was, it was it, so really so there's already a lot of guilt. So she has this whole like <sighs> weight of guilt. So when yeah. that scene happens, it's yeah. just like, I failed again. Like, yeah. I failed again. No, no, no. no. Uh, but what was your problem with it? It's really stupid. Like it sounds, mm-hmm. I know it's gonna sound even stupider when I say it. But basically, it just feels really silly and really convenient from the screenwriter. You know, the writer, the guy who wrote it, because like they're driving and like they're driving home, and maybe something happens in an earlier scene. I don't know, and I didn't pick up on it. So like maybe it made sense for it to be there. But they're driving, and she's in the station wagon, and she's like, "What the?" And like she sees everything on fire, and she pulls over and like just a fire extinguisher gets produced from nowhere. Yeah. And she's like, I've got this. Go get the other one in the house. Like, where the fuck did the fire extinguisher come from? Right. And she jumps out and she's like spraying that. So like that whole scene, like I said, it's really stupid. And it's really small, 
But I was like, where the fuck did the fire well, extinguisher come like, from? I felt like it was probably... Uh, it was what, just in the car or something. Well, yeah. yeah. Like, well, I mean, they got an older car and stuff. You no, know, yeah. it, it's something maybe getting overheated or something. Having like a small fire extinguisher maybe, just in case. Maybe, yeah. That's, that's what so, I was trying to, to do, to, too. To spray was, the engine. Yeah. Would, I mean, that, that really didn't bother me it, at all. It, just, it yeah. just bothered me because it was, like I said, it's really small and stupid. But mm. it took me out of the movie for a second. It's mainly because of how it's introduced. Because mm. it's very quickly and very just out of nowhere. It's mm. almost like... It's almost made to seem like it's a normal thing that mm-hmm. they're driving. And she just like it it seemed almost like a comedy bit. It was mm-hmm. like a magician pulling a rabbit out of the hat. <laughs> like she's just like, I've got a fire extinguisher. Right? Right, and it's right. like, what? Yeah, like, I don't right. think it would have killed this movie at all mm-hmm. if she had just drove down that. Like if they had just if she had just like, oh, shit. And like cut to her driving to the house. She hops out of the car and runs in and grabs the fire extinguisher. And then maybe she even runs. She doesn't even get back in the car, but she runs from the house all the way. Because she lives right down. Like, yeah, right down the yeah, yeah, She lives so, up on a hill. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. She lives Over, on, up on a hill the overlooking the billboards. Yeah. So it wouldn't have been any harder just to like have it cut to like her pulling into the driveway, jumping out of the car, going into the house, getting a fire extinguisher, running back. and But then it's that whole entire thing of like, I, I could tell the writer wanted her to be alone for a second. Yeah. So it's like get her out here and send her son to the house mm-hmm. it just didn't make any sense for me Not so really? i was just like oh no eh, I, I, I think i think having like an emergency like fire extinguisher and stuff like that is isn't too yeah uh, it's definitely not too it was clearly a small one it wasn't like a full-size fire it was a full-size one no it wasn't it was huge that's why she sends him to get the other fire extinguisher because that's the full size fire i've only seen it the once so i mean yeah. i'll defer to you because you've seen it twice but i remember it being like a big fire it's like a fire extinguisher but it's like an emergency fire extinguisher like it's a smaller it's, one it seems really but then you big. get like the bigger one from you know the house that's it's why it. i had to go up and get it and then bring it back i mean fair enough it seemed like yeah. a full-size one to me and yeah. i was like what where what but, yeah. like i said i don't want to spend all fucking afternoon talking about that but yeah. <laughs> it just yeah. came out of nowhere and i was like okay sure right so I, I didn't really get it um yeah. no you're right that, that was stupid but <laughs> <laughs> it's just it's just such a stupid small throwaway part that it didn't really like i said it didn't ruin the movie for me or anything but it was it was that part in the uh no but there's a there's another part that uh what, what was the part we were just talking about earlier oh the deer like it's yeah the deer is just like really fake and you can kind of tell that there's not too much of that in the movie and when it does happen like we've already said it doesn't take away from the rest of the movie yeah right because the rest of the movie is like so so good and mm-hmm. it's got such it feels like we've already mentioned before it feels like a coen brothers movie it does. like with the some of the comedy that mm-hmm. hits with it yeah, um for sure. one part in particular that that like one piece of the comedy that i actually didn't really like is when woody harrelson kills himself and he's uh you were reading the note and we hear like some of the jokes he makes in the note i'm like See, i think the notes are great I liked all three the of them. I liked all three of the notes, especially the one he writes to uh he writes to Sam Rockwell's character and mm-hmm. Francis McDonough's character, mm-hmm. uh, McDormand's character. But I don't like the one he really wrote to his wife. Oh, really? It's just because like I had the joke in there about like cock or whatever yeah, and all this kind of stuff, jokes. and I was like, eh, yeah, you just killed yourself, man. Like I, don't, yeah. I, I didn't, I didn't like it. it. It was such a it was such a oh fuck moment when he killed himself and then like that part afterwards it happens like halfway through the film it does yeah yeah i wasn't wasn't expecting it at all but it just felt like it was kind of like cheapening it a little bit with like the humor afterwards i was like "Eh, i I think the rest of the note was i think i think it was him trying to to line up the note no himself no yeah because he had just killed himself but he's kind of like i'm sorry yeah and it was such a realistic moment because it's like uh yeah, I kill myself. I mean, I could either do this now and just face the flash or 
lay there suffering and have to watch you for four months as yeah. I just wither away and die and yeah, watching and you, you and the, and the kids, kids and there'll like, be more pain me. from that than just having a face down this barrel. Which I'm not sure if I fully like he, <laughs> I mean, this is getting into the whole thing of like, you know, suicide and whatever. But uh like I don't like his like I, I just didn't I, I kind of understood in a morbid way where it was coming from. <clears throat> but I just didn't really like like any of his arguments where he was just like I'm killing myself because I don't want you and the kids to see. It's like, no, it's still going to be traumatic because now she has to go out there and find your fucking body in a barn. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, even that's traumatic. And then this whole stuff where he's like, I like this day and it was a perfect day. And I was like, yeah, you could have had like four months worth of those yeah. and, given, and given your family. He could have given his family a lot more good memories than just that one day. Yeah. Like, I mean, well, once you get in that hospital, though, then you're in that hospital. Yeah. Know? So maybe not four yeah, months, maybe yeah. not four months, but he could have given them a lot more good memories i, th- I think the he, whole thing was just like ripping the band-aid off rather than you know uh letting it prolong you know yeah, just getting I, it done like just a, like that and just give it all to him be like all right now you can heal and mend and go on like i said i get where he's coming from i can, uh-huh. I can understand the sentiment of trying to do it to trying to save his family the anguish of having it drawn out for a long time of watching him die and everything but it's just like man this is come on dude this is like as traumatic if not more so that out of nowhere you have this amazing day with your family and then you shoot yourself in the head in the barn and mm-hmm. leave a note for your wife and she has to go out and find you and then your your kids have to watch your wife breaking down because she just found mm-hmm. the body of her husband that killed himself yeah, like right. like it doesn't fix anything but i i understand a little bit of where he's coming from but uh yeah it was it was part of like i it didn't make me like his character any less. Right. I was sure. just like, eh, but it was a good, it, it was really good in the story. It was mm-hmm. good in the movie. And I love the part where, you know, it affects everyone at the police station and Sam Rockwell's character is like breaking down, but the note is telling him, it's like, Hey, just fucking stop being a dumbass. Like, yeah. just be like a good guy. Like, it's like, stop work. hating. Yeah. It's stop, like, you need love. Yeah. Start working Especially a little when better. A detective. Yeah. Yeah. And then <clears throat> at least that scene where, uh, it's like the one long shot scene where it's like, Basically, the advertising guy in town, yeah. Red, um, who like won't take the billboards. Yeah, down Dixon already is kind of blaming him. Yeah, she's not breaking any laws for yeah. renting out these. She she rents out these billboards and she doesn't put anything super offensive on them. No. So like she's not breaking any laws. The advertising guy can't do anything about it. Which I can't remember the guy's name, but he's the brother in Get Out. Yeah, and uh, yeah. he's like the he's he's the advertising guy. And he's, he's Red not, in this. Yeah, yeah, he's not yeah. Bre- he's not breaking any. He's not breaking any rules. She's not breaking any rules. The cops like want to take down the stuff, anyways. And yeah, this is this whole thing it. where it's like deals with like right conservative, like right wing, yeah, type ideals in a small town. Yeah, where it's yeah, like exactly. you have people that are like go to church, yeah, or support the police force, yeah, or whatever. And uh, you have them that they're all upset and up in arms about it. Yeah, and uh, that's why she kind of did is to get people up in arms and you yeah, know, start exactly. talking about and bringing yeah. back stuff. But uh. So, uh, Dixon was already kind of blaming Red for part of it. Yes. And then yes. whenever Willby kills himself and stuff, he gets real angry. Yeah. And as he normally, as he, <laughs> as his character would, and, uh, because that's the kind of character he is. Yeah. And it follows a long shot of him because the advertising company is right across it's the street right from the police the street, station. Yeah. So it has him walk across the police station break out the glass, walk up the stairs, yeah. pull his gun out while he does it, <laughs> pistol whips and beats the fuck out of Red, yeah. throws him out of a window, out of window. walking out, <laughs> fucking punches the fucking, the like, open palm punches the receptionist in the face. Um, 
She's like freaking out. She's like, you can't do this. He's like, bam. Yeah, bam. (laughs) Uh, Walks back down the stairs. um, Kicks Red while he's on the ground or something like that. And then walks back into the police station where there's a black man standing with coffee. Yeah. And then he did such a good shot where he just, uh, was the same shot, but, uh, takes his hand and moves his jacket, so moves like, his coat yeah, out of the way, and there's a badge. Yeah, he, like, rests his hand yeah, rests on him. his, like, hip, and you yeah. see, like, a fucking badge on his yeah. waist, and you're like, wait a minute. And what? then walks over, rests up, and you find out that's the new guy that's taking over taking while, the until they find somebody to fully take over. Yeah. And it's like right then he fucking fires, like, Sam Ruffles. And that starts the arc. So every, um, <clears throat> that, that kind of starts the arc where he's, like, a bummed out and stuff. He's because he loves his mama. Yeah. <laughs> my, my mama, my mama. People, people people give him so much shit about it. Too. Yeah, yeah, because he loves his mom and he's, yeah. he's clearly an idiot. Yeah. He had to go to a fucking police academy for six years. He's only been a cop for three years. Yeah. He's, you know, in his 40s. Yeah. You know, you know, he's, he's, he's older. Sam Rockwell's like 49. He's going to turn 50. He doesn't Jeez, even look that old. Yeah, but, um, he's, uh, uh, you know, dummy, an alcoholic. Um, and then, you know, Sarge calls him on the phone. Yeah. The death sergeant is like, hey, uh, a letter came from you. Uh, Willoughby's wife dropped a letter off because, as you mentioned, Willoughby wrote three letters, one for his wife, one for Francis McDormand, which is him being like, hey, I'm apologizing again. Because they talked earlier in the film where it's like, and it, it's an argument where he's like, we try to find it. And I wish we could find, yeah. you know, who did this to your daughter, but sometimes you can't. Like, we couldn't find any DNA that matched anybody that's ever been arrested or yeah. anything like that. We just can't. And I'm sorry. <laughs> At the end of the you note, see, you yeah. see Mildred just, like, going off on stuff. She's like, yeah. especially in, like, that first scene, she's just like, she's like, I would have made a thing. Like, I would have made, like, a I would have cro- yeah, yeah. cross-referenced, like, all yeah. the samples. And he's like, yeah, but what if he's not from this, like, county? He's like, then I do the whole state. And he's like, but he's not from the state. Now do the whole country. Yeah. But he's not from the country. I do the whole world. world like this yeah. whole thing. It's like, Jesus I think when Christ, babies lady. should be born, we should draw blood and DNA <laughs> from them. And then we should just make a bank. So if anybody ever commits a crime, it's then like, we can just find out right then. And it's like really <laughs> funny because she's calling out like stuff that's I actually kind of agreed with. Because yeah. she's like, she's like, every male when they hit eight years old, and I'm like, yeah, that kind of makes sense because men are like usually the ones doing yeah, these fucking crimes and it's fucking ridiculous. Like she was very against like it had this moment of like man hating stuff yeah, right. and it was like, yeah, no, I get it. But he has a good reply also to that where he's yeah. like, that's encroaching on people's rights no, 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 as it absolutely well. Is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, but no, I'm, I'm just saying that that they have like a pretty good like call response kind of thing. Where it's like, do, that's yeah. a good one. It's like, oh yeah, but that's a good yeah, point that, also. That's, that's like, what I love yeah. about the whole movie yeah. is that like everyone's got kind of good arguments mm-hmm. for like what's going on. It's yeah, not. Right. That's what we were talking about earlier. This movie's clearly not taking like one side on yeah, either of kind of the spectrum, mm-hmm. but it's kind of like showing like, hey, this is the difficulties within both sides. Yeah, right. And it fucking sucks sometimes. There's like nothing you can do about it. Yeah, right. And when you let, you know, it gets back to the heart of the movie when you let your anger take over and doesn't, you know, does more harm than harm than good sometimes. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, and his letter is basically like, apologizes again and yeah. is like, hey, I'm bought your billboard for another month <laughs> yeah. which in an earlier scene somebody had done you Someone know bought, yeah because because red's trying to swindle our money yeah and then he already paid five like right as that's like oh yeah a little boy dropped this money yeah, off from somebody boy. Yeah, little Mexican boy little <laughs> delivery boy um it's five thousand so will it be paid for the next month before he killed himself yeah and, and he's like saying in the letter that he thought it'd be funny. He's yeah, like, <laughs> he's like, now you're gonna be catching even more shit. Yeah, it's I'm because when you put those billboards, that was like a chess move. Yeah. So <laughs> take this as my response move. Yeah. Um, 
So you defend again in my death. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but then um, after they get burnt down, she even goes out there and she like puts them back out. She's like, well, he paid for them, so let's put them back Yeah, out. Yeah, well, it, well, the, the two were like, yeah, definitely put those up. It was like a third one. It's like, should we put this up? Because his name's on it. Like, yeah, he paid for it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so um, good. But, uh, uh, and then the third level is for Sam Rockwell, um, yeah. which he has to go back down to the police office. Police station, yeah. Uh, police station to get it. After he's already been fired and stuff, yep. it's like, hey, why are you here? Just leave your key. Yeah. You know, don't, don't come during the day because our new captain new is here, our new chief is here. Yeah. So just come whenever things close down, leave your key, blah, blah, blah. So uh, he goes in there and he's reading the letter. And it's right, a scene before that when the billboards got burnt down. Yeah, the billboards already got burnt down. For instance, Gorman thought that the police or somebody else was involved in it. So she's yeah. like, fuck it, like, let's go all out. So yeah. she, she gets them all tough cocktails. And she's gonna burn up the police station. She try to call the police station. <laughs> she does. Yeah, and she uh, the phone is ringing it. or buzzing. Yeah. But Sam Rockwell has his headphones in. He's yeah, listening so to music. He's just like <laughs> reading the note, like swinging his legs. As each small child cocktail is getting brighter and brighter, he's just like sitting there, and he can't hear what's going on. Yeah. And she doesn't know good. he's in there because yeah. nobody's supposed to be in there. And yeah. she's trying to call. She's trying to check. And she's yeah, like, she's "Fuck to, it!" Yeah. Starts throwing and uh, the the police station gets lit. Finally, the Glass blows out, like knocks Sam Rockwell on the ground. He's like, "Oh fuck!" Yeah, and he sees the, his, the her daughter's case, the case file from her name, for, uh, um, like Alex or something. Uh, it does it with an M, but um, well, she's Mildred, isn't it? So yeah, that's Mildred. Mildred. Yeah, uh, yeah, maybe I don't know, I don't know. but um, the case falls on his desk. Yeah, so he picks her. it up to save it. Yeah, and then he jumps out the window and he gets horribly burned. Yeah, um, and just at the same time, Peter Dinklage, who's the town midget, yeah. <laughs> comes around. <laughs> Goes around the corner. Yeah. And Which, that, that, is Nuss, that is Nuss calling them that. That's what no, the no, they call him the town. <laughs> That's what the movie calls They have very insensitive names for the people <laughs> that do. walk around. There's a Other lot than of... calling people the N-word. Yeah. Um, or somebody calling them M-bomb is uh, uh, the, the, a fat dentist. Yep. The girl with the weird the, eye. The lady with the funny <laughs> eye. The lady with the funny eye. The town midget. Yeah. Um, and uh, he gets horribly burned. And the note was basically just saying like, Hey, you need to let go of the hate. You need to yeah. like treat things with more of a loving uh, stand. Yeah. Uh, and if you want to become a detective, these things you need to do is like I always have faith in you that, that you had it in you, but you yeah. just need to realize in yourself or whatever. And then after that, you know, he kind of heals or whatever. And that's kind of his up arc where he yeah. kind of figures out there's a guy going around town who is kind of like a red herring. Mm-hmm. Like, like you think he's the guy that raped the daughter yeah because he even comes in and gives which is so weird and they never explain well, the great thing is they never explain who he is yeah really at all but it's clearly he's not the rapist he's, he's not. probably just some clearly he's military so he's most more than likely a right-wing kind of guy yeah, yeah. we saw a police chief get killed probably because this yep. girl over with this woman yeah um so he's already kind of unhinged probably mm-hmm. has ptsd yeah goes there he's like oh well it's like, don't worry, I'll be seeing you around. So he already has, like, he confronts her at the store. He's like, yeah. I already don't like you because of this or whatever. Um, and you find out he's not the rapist, but Dixon does a whole thing where he gets DNA from him. Yeah. And he does the whole detective thing. <laughs> well, that's that's actually one of the scenes I really like in the movie. Yeah, it's a great when, scene. When, uh, he, when Willoughby writes the letter to Francis's character, uh, to Mildred, um, he writes the whole thing where he's like, yeah, you know, like we seriously did try everything. Like he's like, I'm legitimately sorry. Your daughter died. It's a horrible thing to happen. We tried everything we could. I know you're pissed off and whatever. And we just couldn't figure it out. And he's like, he's like, I'm honest to God, hoping that one day 
it just turns into like someone overhears a guy bragging about it in a bar mm-hmm. and it's just random and we hear about it because that's how a lot of things that's get how solved. a lot of things mm-hmm. get solved mm-hmm. it's just fucking random sometimes mm-hmm. years later yeah and he's like i hope that's what happens for you so there can be some closure and all this kind of stuff and so then that the scene later calls back to that where uh, just drinking Dixon's at a bar drinking at a bar yeah. and the one guy who came in earlier to yeah. give mildred a hard time mm-hmm is sitting there talking about this shit. Raping and burning somebody. Raping and burning, like, just this stuff. And he's like, what the fuck is going on? He's listening to the person behind him. And so, like, he goes out, there's this whole, like, thing, he goes out and, like, smokes a cigarette, but only takes, like, one buff. He just looks at the car, the yeah. truck says, like, Idaho or whatever, and he's like, alright, and he writes down the license plate number. And a great little thing about him trying to light the cigarette, the flame. Yeah. We're just like, <laughs> Yeah, because he's, like, drunk. Yeah. <laughs> and so, like, he goes Well, not back. because he's drunk, he's afraid of fire. Oh yeah, there you yeah. go. Oh, okay, yeah. that's, that's pretty funny. Yeah, yeah. I, mean, I just thought he was sitting there drinking a lot. So no, no, he got another flame. He's like, oh shit, because he no, just got severely burned. Yeah. Funny. Okay, yeah, it's yeah, good. Um, but he goes back inside and he's like drinking more. The other guys drinking more, but they notice like he notices them looking at him, mm-hmm. and so they start shit. And he like Dixon sits down in front of him and like says like I'm going to show you a metric, but like scratches the fuck out of he his face. He scratches him hard. Yeah, he like scratches him, <laughs> and I'm like, what the fuck did he do that for? And the guy like beats the shit out of him. And then leaves. There's two black people and well, two black characters we met earlier that yeah. just had to be in the bar. And yeah. you go like, hey, stop. The guy's a cop. Yeah, like, this guy's a cop. Like, knock it off. And, and it's like, like that joke that keeps on going where it's like, well, I don't see his badge. Like, I lost my yeah. badge. <laughs> he's like, I lost my badge. Like, <laughs> he doesn't have a badge, so he can't prove that he's yeah. a cop. But uh, so the other guy, like, leaves. And then Dixon goes home and takes, like, some of the skin out from under his fingernails. Yeah, the DNA. And, like, puts it in a tube. A and, like, that's going to that's gonna be the DNA mm-hmm. thing. And so I liked that callback where it was like, oh, man, is this what it's going to be? Just a random guy? And, like, oh, shit, here we go. Like, this is going to be it. But then I thought that, like, that'd be too obvious. And they do change that in the movie. Because they're they like, do, yeah, it which wasn't. Which is great. Yeah, I, I really like that, yeah. too, where they don't they don't give it any closure. They don't give no. it any, like, nope, it's not that easy. Like, it still yeah. sucks, and he's still out there somewhere. You find so out whatever. that it's not him. Yeah. And at that point, he turns his badge in finally, because everyone's like, turn your badge in your gun. He's like, oh, I can't find my badge. He's like, looking around for it. He's pulling like, comic books out of his, like, drawer and stuff like that. I was like, uh. Yeah. And then, like, the joke happens later on. It's like, I lost my badge, but, like, it's like I had the badge all the time. I put it on the table, because he's always <laughs> this hope that he would still get, like, rehired yeah. on and yeah. stuff. He puts his badge and you think he's going to kill himself or whatever. Yeah, yeah he's like Francis. sitting on the bed with yeah, a shotgun. shotgun. It's like, oh my god, really? He's yeah. going to kill himself too? Yeah. And, and both times I saw it, even at Elmo, you're like, oh, no. <laughs> yeah. And stuff. Um, yeah. And my dad said it when we saw it the second time. It was like, ah, uh, him also. Um, but um, he calls Francis McDormand, calls Mildred, is like, yeah. it's not the guy. Yeah. I'm sorry. Like, it's like, but I, he did rape somebody. Yeah. Like, he couldn't get released because he did it overseas in Iraq or wherever. Yeah. Well, he doesn't say Iraq because he doesn't know <laughs> what it was. He doesn't know where he's in. He's like, it's classified. But, uh, <laughs> like, oh, yeah, when the cop's talking to him, the sheriff's talking to him, when he's saying it's classified. He's like, well, there's sand. And he's like, huh? uh, you, that, That's a lot of places. You gotta be more specific. <laughs> um, yeah. But, uh, it's like, but I do know where he lives. Like, he lives in Idaho. Yeah. It's like, oh, well, I'm going to go take yeah, you to she, Idaho. She's so like, like, oh, join yeah. you. Yeah. <laughs> and they, they drive there at the end of the movie, the, the, the great line. Because the best thing is the line right before that. It's like, Dix, I'm sorry, but I, I lit that. I lit the police station on fire. It's like, yeah. well, no shit. Like, yeah, who like, else who would? Else yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, they have a, she, she laughs and stuff. And then uh, it's like, 
well, you know that there's a chance that this may not be the guy. Like, is this right what we're doing? It's like, well, I don't know, but we can figure it on the way there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it just, just ends. ends. Yeah. And it's great. Because it's the really whole movie's good. not about getting revenge. It's not about vengeance yeah. or anything like that. Or, or finding justice or yeah. getting closure or, you know, finding out why. It's really just dealing with, you know, anger, like you said yeah. earlier. And dealing with, you know. <laughs> Which is, the anger part is really good because it's pointed out very poignantly by the 19 year old dumbass who's like mildred's ex-husband's new girlfriend forget <laughs> see and actually that leads to one of my other arguments <laughs> where if you say this some of the writing sometimes doesn't hit like some of the lines for like mm. yeah but there's a line that scene that pisses me off so really? much okay she doesn't know what a fucking book is who who doesn't know what a book is fucking her ex-husband's new girlfriend when she goes what up to her, it's like, it's like when she walks up to her and she's yeah. like, oh, so did you say that? It's like, oh, yeah, I read it on a bookmark. Or is it a book? No, no she's, I don't think she said, or is it a book? She said, I read it on a bookmark. Or, or does she on a bookmark a, or a book? No, she said a bookmark in a book. Oh, I, thought, I just said, or is it a book? No, I, th- I thought she said in a oh. book. I thought she was like, I read it in a bookmark. In a book? Oh, like, I thought that's what she a book. said. That made more sense. Chris, I was like, that line. That would be really supplies. stupid. I'm like, yeah, how does she not know what a fucking book is? You worked at a zoo. I you mean, had to have was... some type of knowledge. <laughs> Unless she was just picking up the shit or worked in the gift shop or something. Yeah, yeah. Lie, but... About polio or polo? <laughs> or about polo. Which one's the one with the horses? Yeah. Polo. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, her character was uh, cracking me up. But she's got that whole, like, Mildred's ex-husband is dating, like, a 19-year-old. And, and he's abusive. Uh, and he's abusive. To which, her, to Mildred, he was. Apparently, it's not to that girl. Yeah. As far as she knows or we know. That was a rough scene. And I I like their family dynamic. It's just, like, really rough. And it's it's also, like, really funny because they play it, like, the timing of it's really good. Like, when he comes back home and he's talking to her. And she, like, I can't remember what she says, but he loses his shit and, like, flips over the table and presses Mildred up against the wall. And then her his son... Is there like a second later with a, a knife, butcher knife though? like yeah, right on its throat? Uh-huh. And then like you just hear the girlfriend come in and she's like, if this is a bad time, I got to use the bathroom. Oh, it's but... a bad time. I can tell. <laughs> she's like, okay, it's a bad time. And they're just like standing there all about to it's kill each like, other. just like, go piss. He gets angry. He's like, yeah. go. <laughs> um, uh, his character is really interesting. The whole dynamic they have is really interesting. But like, it's funny that, you know, the girlfriend, the stupid character in the movie is the one that kind of like. I don't want to say it makes the most sense in the movie, but she's got the best advice to give, mm-hmm. and she gives it to the husband, and the husband gives it to Mildred, where she's just like, you know, anger anger only begets anger. That whole Which he clearly doesn't understand, because yeah. he's the one that lit the billboard on fire. <laughs> yeah. it's why, and why he tells her that. It's like, listen, I'm real sorry about the billboard. Yeah. Like, sometimes he gets so angry <laughs> and stuff, and she's like, oh, she's fuck. She's like, oh, my fucking God. And you think yeah. she's about to go fuck him up for a second, she picks the fucking bottle up, and yeah. she walks over to him, and he's eating a hamburger, he even has that look, where it's like... <laughs> <laughs> like just staring at her like halfway yeah. th- into a bite like oh shit it just kind of puts it out it's like you better treat her good like, yeah it was rough even uh even I, I like p dink in that in that scene too he's really good Peter Dink is really good i, he's I just not in the movie that yeah much. he's not in the movie a whole lot and i don't think that his character serves a huge purpose except for yeah. having an alibi for mildred in the one scene yeah yeah um but other than that, like, he's good in it. Yeah. Um, I mean, but, he he does have, like, I think he gets through to her a little bit at the end of the date. Yeah. Where she, because she's just sitting there, you know, the whole entire time she's, like, 
not really she's like this guy like whatever he just wants to get in my pants and he's just he's a nice guy but whatever i'm not taking anything seriously with him and oh he did me a favor so i'll go on one date with him and blah blah and he's super nice the whole time yeah, and at the at the end of the day he's just like he actually breaks down for a second he's just like i'm he's like i'm nice like i'm just helping you he's like i didn't have to come hold that ladder for you like yeah. i didn't have to do any of this like you're like i'm sitting here doing all this and like you're sitting here saying like you know saying that you're the nice person or that i'm like the like you're doing me a favor or whatever it's like no and he just like fucking walks out i really like that scene it's just he's not very in the movie very much he's done like three scenes yeah he's good in the scenes that he's in yeah yeah it's just Um, the character felt kind of out of place oh yeah for sure for sure but yeah uh that that is a really great line it's kind of the the, the dumbass kind of says it (laughs) whatever you know what's that yeah the, the dumbass says it Oh uh, yeah, heard yeah, about yeah. like uh, violence against violence. Yeah, you know, um, <laughs> it's so funny when she says like, "You're Peter Like she said that. <laughs> yeah, and he's, and John Hawk's character is like, "Yeah, yeah." yeah. <laughs> like, oh he man, gets violence. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I'm just trying to say, "Begets." But yeah, that that uh, yeah, that there's some lines where just like it doesn't quite deliver quite right there's some of the writing where well, it didn't take me out too much or anything like that but yeah just some of the writing was kind of like some lines yeah, yeah. Well, well my buddy chris when we saw it the part he really didn't like uh was uh one of his big complaints was the car the car scene with her and her son it's just like i'm so depressed and blah 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 and complaining. Yeah. so it's like, it's like oh it's like he really <laughs> didn't like the writing in that scene yeah. at all the writing didn't really bother me that much in that scene but yeah. uh her, her son uh her son just felt kind of like awkward. So yeah, that, that's why awkward. that's why I gave that a pass. It's because the dialogue was definitely awkward, mm-hmm. but it was coming from an awkward character. Car- so I kid, was like, yeah. Okay, that like it, it fit. It didn't bother me that much. I love the part where it's like because there's a whole not subplot or whatever, but a whole you know sub conflict almost mm-hmm. of him catching shit at school. Mm-hmm. And so like she goes to take him to school one day, and someone throws a drink mm-hmm. at the car, and she gets out and she's like, "Do you see you threw that drink?" And the guy, the kid's like no and she just like kicks Kicking him in the, the nuts yeah and he's like oh and the girl next to him he, she's like do you see you through it and he's she's like uh no and he just <laughs> she kicks her in the fucking crotch dude kicks her the front butt <laughs> oh my she's god like, oh. That, i think that was the most uh like it was the most unrealistic thing to me in the movie where all these kids where no all these things are happening where people are like <laughs> literally fucking up each other and like there's almost never any real repercussions there's no ramifications yeah. there's one ramification in the whole movie actually after the movie was done my dad was like all this shit's happening nobody's getting arrested they know who it is yeah. and stuff <laughs> and uh you know, he loved it yeah. uh the movie but the, the only ramification is a black woman gets arrested <laughs> for having weed for having like two <laughs> weed cigarettes yeah. <laughs> by dixon yeah, yeah. that's really good but the movie's really good at a lot of like little misdirection um like I noticed more the second time because a couple of for some reason the first time I didn't pick up on a couple of them, but uh, like uh, uh, you're supposed to think Dixon lit the billboards on fire, yeah, but it was actually you know uh, ex husband was John Hawks, because yeah. um, you know right before it happens he's like I need to go take care of him. like his mom's like oh you're gonna see your lady friends like, I ain't got no lady friend yeah <laughs> whatever and gets the car and drives off yeah um and then uh. Uh, like later on with like the scene where you think he may kill himself and he doesn't. Yeah. Um, or things like uh, there's like little just little callbacks and stuff. We uh, was we mentioned one earlier. 
Um, oh yeah, the the bar scene, the, yeah, the, the bar thing scene. where it's like something just hears somebody talk yeah. about. There's like little foreshadowing or like little misdirections yeah, or really stuff good. like that. There's a whole lot of them in there. They're all really well um, executed. How everything's shot. He uses some really interesting shots. It's the part where they get in the argument in the car, and the son slams the door, and it's like one like quick like turn around whoop, to Francis McDormand. Oh, okay, yeah. Um, there's like a little interesting shots like that, or like the 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 uh, long long take they have, or yeah. like little things like that. They're really well. The film is really well shot. Yeah, which is crazy. He's only shot three films, and uh, all of them are great. All of them. In Bruges, Seven Psychopaths, and this are all great. Uh, Seven Psychopaths is, is black comedy also, but like a little bit more like goofy yeah. in some ways. Um, in Bruges is dark, like it's black comedy also, but it gets it gets bleaker than this film. Um, and all really good. It, but he has such a he has such a great like he has that Coen Brothers Tarantino type yeah black comedy he definitely like, does like like uh, uh style yeah and uh it's always good even though he puts out a movie like every five six years you know it's good seeing him like put something out yeah i need to look up his plays though or i really would like to see one of his plays live because he put up more plays in his movies he puts like oh, okay. plays out in between like, yeah. like two or three plays in between movies um which sam rockwell's been in a couple of them and stuff yeah, like that. So yeah worked multiple times that, yeah. and uh yeah it'd be cool to go see him so uh uh yeah this movie's really great um i don't know what else so I, I love it it's a joke that both times i thought i think i thought was funnier than anybody else but near the beginning where your first introduction to will be actually yeah so when dixon calls him he sees like the billboards and he's like hey he's like he calls me picks up he's like why are you bothering my goddamn <laughs> Easter <laughs> dinner? <laughs> just he's like God dinner three times. He's yeah. saying Easter Easter dinner, which With is his about wife and two Christ. daughters. Yeah. <laughs> but the idea he's saying it in the same sense as Easter is yeah. so fucking funny in front of his kids yeah. and me. And then he's just like, "Oh, sorry, sorry, girls." Yeah. <laughs> <he's> <laughs> God damn it, yeah. Dixon! What do you well, want? Why are you buying my goddamn I, Easter I, dinner? I thought the part that was really funny because I thought it was like right before he picks up the phone, I shows him eating, and the phone rings, and mm-hmm. his wife's like, "Don't." Yeah. Yeah, he's like, like he's like whoop. <laughs> yeah, and so like i thought he was like pretending to be mad and he's like god damn it <laughs> and she's like what the fuck ever right, like his wife's just like all right but his wife is a fucking babe in this movie yeah like, who is she she, looks uh, really she was a sucker punch is that her i just looked it up yeah she's one of the girls in sucker punch because it looked like her yeah but she had like an accent and she yeah. looked different well she, she's from australia uh but she was she was a seven psychopaths as well she's oh, okay she's colin farrell's girlfriend yeah in it uh, who okay. Sam Rockwell keeps on calling a bitch. And she, <laughs> yeah. she has an accent that also. Because I know she's, in, yeah, she's in Sucker Punch because she's one of the... Uh, Abby Cornish. She, oh, okay. Is, yeah, is she's, she's one of the sisters. In yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, there's those two sisters. In yeah. It. Um, yeah, she's in Sucker Punch as Sweepy. Yes. Yeah. Yep. Okay. Um. Uh. Yeah, that, that was funny. Um. And I like the scene with Willoughby, whenever they're next to the water, yeah, they're, they're about to go fishing. He's like, he's like setting all the animals and stuff. <laughs> it's like, and watch, make sure you don't get into your eyes or your <laughs> sister's <laughs> eyes, because that'll be counterproductive <laughs> to the mission at hand. What will it be? Counterproductive. <laughs> and he's like saying, "God damn, yeah. <laughs> I, like, I don't want you breaking this goddamn circle." This goddamn. <laughs> yeah. And she's, he's like, well, me and your mom will be right over there, and our eyes will be on you the whole time, yeah. Yeah. so don't fuck anything. Yeah. And they're like, oh, okay. Yeah. 
And that was one of the other lines I didn't like is whenever like they're talking and they have like that. I, I just didn't think the joke landed was was about was like where they're making the cock jokes. Yeah, and it's like, oh, did I read that in a book or something? Is that Dick oh, Dickens yeah. or something? And yeah. it's just like it's Oscar Wilde. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I'm just like, eh. like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. like the whole exchange like in that scene is really awkward and like awkwardly written. I'm like, mm. yeah. I don't know. Uh, so there's some writing problems in it, but that's fine. It wasn't up to him. Yeah, it wasn't anything big. Anything like that. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Overall, the definitely, definitely good movie. Yeah, I really liked it. Yeah. What would you give the award to? Uh, I give it to. Oh fuck! I don't know, man. I give it to a lot of things. Actually, I would. Yeah. Um, you got you've got this whole bed over here. This full, <laughs> full of awards you can give away. Uh, uh. I would either give it to the whole cast, or or I would give it to I'll say Martin McDonald. Okay, just just because it's so great seeing something from him. Yeah, uh, he's such a consistent director and consistent mind. Gotcha. Um, you don't he even though he doesn't put out movies that much, he does other things and produces a couple things here and there. Yeah. Um, he's just it's he, he's. I wish he was known more. Yeah. <laughs> you know, by people. So. Definitely. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I'm I'm definitely gonna be keeping on the lookout for. It. I haven't seen any of his other stuff. Second, Seven Psychopaths are in Bruges. So definitely gonna go back and watch them. Yeah, this one was really solid. Yeah, I think I I'll, I'll just give my award to uh Sam Rockwell. Like Sam he Rockwell. just he stole the movie for me. Yeah, like, I I really like uh, Francis McDormand, but he was like, God, he was just like every scene he was in, I was like really liking. I was like, yeah. God, damn, he's really good. I like this character. In it. It was he definitely really good, so. he's, he definitely. Is just chewing scenery in the film. Yeah, like, yeah it's really <laughs> the good. The whole time, like he's just, he's just got that comedy timing. Like, yeah, he's like getting it. Yeah, he's so good at just playing the idiot, but then like later on, he becomes very sympathetic. Yeah, absolutely. We still got jokes and stuff like that, but you just like, you really. And there's another great scene. Forgot whenever he's in the fucking hospital. Oh like, yeah, him and, him and Red have that. Yeah. There's a lot of really good character <laughs> moments yeah. and stuff. You know, there uh, definitely are. There's yeah, there's just a lot of good stuff. Like every scene in this movie feels like it has a place. It's mm-hmm. really good. Yeah, for sure. It just keeps on moving. It felt like, what were, first time I watched it, I was like, yeah, it's over already. Was it like hour twenty it minutes? Quick, it's like yeah. an hour fifty five minutes. It's almost two hours. I'm quick as fuck. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So uh, three billboards. Yeah, three yeah, billboards. High, high recommendation from me. Yep. Cool. Mm-hmm. Is that wait? That's your recommendation from uh. That's your recommendation corner too. Is three billboards? No. Oh, okay. <laughs> no. This is the first time though that we've actually reviewed a movie that we've had in the recommendation corner though, because we recommended oh, last yeah, episode get, and then it. we reviewed it this episode. Yeah. I think we've actually done that before. <laughs> I don't think we have. So yeah. Um. So do you have a recommendation this week? Uh. Yeah. A week ago, I saw a movie called Lady Bird. Oh, you saw that? Yeah. Oh, okay. How was it? It's great. Yeah. Um. Really you you would you would love it. Yeah. Um. Because you like, like you said back in the um. Uh, Happy Death Day, like you like the teen girl type. Yeah, absolutely. Films. And this one is like such a realistic take. I didn't on know it. it was already out. Yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, me and uh, Chris Siggs went and saw it. Where um, here in Gainesville? Yeah, I was playing here Fuck. in Gainesville. Okay, yeah, I'm going to have to go see uh, it. Uh, it should still be fine. Hopefully, um, this is like maybe a week and a half ago. Yeah, or so. Uh, not this weekend, but weekend before that. Um, for anybody that doesn't know, it follows a character called Lady Bird McPherson. She's a high school girl. She goes to a Catholic school. Um. And that's basically the story. The yeah. story the, the movie is really <laughs> focused on her and her trying to get into colleges, but she comes from her family, doesn't have a lot of money. Okay. Her mom is kind of a hard ass. Yeah. Um, and it's kind of their relationship. And uh it kind of just following her just as a girl kind of developing out of high school and okay. kind of developing into, you know she she's she's 
it's probably the most realistic take I've seen on a high school student. Okay. Or, or anything like that. Like the kids in the film, um, are all like, well, I knew people like that. Like yeah. it doesn't. It, they actually feel like like teenagers. They feel like high school, okay. like high school age kids. Nice. And it's like I knew kids. I like hung out with kids. Like yeah. I knew I knew these people. <laughs> but and uh, what's his name from this movie? Uh, the son from this film, from Three Billboards. Oh, is, really? It is in Lady Bird also. Oh, okay. Um, and he's her first boyfriend. Okay, gotcha. Um, like how uh, how long? Do, like, what kind of time span does the movie take? Not the running time, but like how long is the movie? Like, you know, it's you're talking about it showing her grow up. Yeah, so uh, mean, probably, probably like, probably like no, or, it's probably probably like uh, the like school year, school maybe maybe okay. school year, or okay. something like that. That senior year. Yeah. Uh, yeah, probably the probably like the. Last half of the school year, maybe okay. or something like that. School gotcha. year, the last half or something. But yeah. uh, it's uh, it, it's 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 funny. It's really funny. It's got a lot of heart to it. It's yeah. it's it's an adorable film. It's it's R rated. Yeah. It, it's it's deservingly so. But it's just it's really realistic. Like it's okay. it's really good. I really like it. Everybody's really likable in it. I didn't watch any trailers before I went in. I just heard really great things about it. So I went and saw it, and I was. Really, really pleased. Yeah, and uh, it's really, it's it's a really solid comedy. Okay. Um, yeah. Cool. Yeah, I've I've been wanting to check that out. I've been seeing stuff on uh online about it. I didn't know it was already out, mm-hmm. but I knew it was getting a lot of buzz already. Yeah, yeah. Really it almost to... broke a record. It's like five reviews off from setting the Rotten Tomatoes record. Yeah, I heard it was like super high Rotten Tomatoes. Yeah. Um, but my Chris was like, "That's gonna get uh, that's gonna get ruined because there's always there's one reviewer that." always gives things fucking bad reviews he always does he got banned from like the new york guild of review or something like yeah. that like they're like no like we're kicking you out like yeah. you get everything a negative review just to do it i think i was it the one like i think i saw a youtube video about that guy or yeah something. yeah probably <laughs> yeah so it's like it's probably not gonna get perfect score but, it's five, <laughs> it, but, but where we check there's like five reviews off wow so uh if i'm getting okay. a damn near perfect score so cool yeah I dev- I was wanting to check that out anyway. So and it's called Lady it's called Ladybird. Ladybird. Cool. Yeah. yeah. So uh, my recommendation for this week is a Netflix show called Dark. Um, mm-hmm. I was telling you about it a little bit ago. Mm-hmm. It's a. Uh, I don't want people to turn it off, like turn get turned off from it because I say it's like Stranger Things and be like, oh, I've already had my Stranger Things fixed this year. Uh, but mm-hmm. it is kind of like Stranger Things. It follows these kids in school who, like who uh i don't there's just a lot of like there's not a straight up like oh will byers is missing kind of thing so let's go find um like there is a kid that goes missing at one point in the show and i've only seen the first episode and i really like it but uh it's basically the thing about like this really small town in germany and like you know in stranger things how there's like the uh facility of like the department of energy or whatever well in uh dark it's a nuclear power plant that's like nearby and like it's open and you see it off in the distance sometimes but like they don't ever really talk about it or anything but uh there's like some shit that has happened like the the show opens up with this guy this guy uh writing a suicide note and you see him putting in an envelope and it says don't open until november something blah 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 and then like he kills himself and so you have this note sitting here it's like don't open until this certain point in time and then that point in time hits in the episode and someone opens it and like reads it or whatever and the whole like show kind of revolves around this idea of a story spanning over like multiple generations and like stuff kind of being really weird with like non-linear time and i don't 
really want to say time travel, but there's definitely, there's got to be some kind of time manipulation going on. And I'm not sure what's going on with it yet. Cause like I said, I've only seen one episode, um, but it's really solid. The performance from the adults, from the kids. And when I say kids, I don't mean like stranger things age. I'm t- they're all like Nancy and like Steve's age in this movie. So mm-hmm. they're like high schoolers or whatever. Right. There's a lot of like high school drama and stuff. There's, uh, stuff going on with the kids that the parents don't know about. There's stuff going on with the parents that the kids don't know about. There's sure. this like hold. It's it's a small town, and they're all like, it's about like all these kind of like secrets of like what's going on. And yeah, it, I I would say it doesn't rely on the mystery as heavily as Stranger Things because Stranger Things is definitely like, oh, what's the Demogorgon the upside down? And like this one has a kind of vibe where it's like, hey, there's definitely some extra shit going on mm-hmm. probably. But it's not about that. It's about all these kids. And I mean, that's what Stranger Things is, too. But it, like Stranger Things pulls that geek card very quickly and very right. often where they're right. like, here's the Dungeon Master's Guide. And here's this kind of monster. And here's what we got to <laughs> right. do. And here's how we got to find it. And this one's not that at all. There's no kids riding bicycles and all this kind of stuff. Like, it's not trying to pull on your nostalgia heartstrings. It's just a really well done, creepy kind of sci-fi story with good characters and uh like i mentioned to you earlier if you do go to watch it it is a it is a german show so if you watch it in english it's got really bad dubbing mm. so just go into your netflix setting mm-hmm. it takes two seconds just go into your netflix settings where your subtitles are make your make sure your subtitles are on for english and then change the audio to german and just watch it that way because i know I, I know a lot of people do that with animes i do that like you know i, I don't like watching dubbed versions of animes I'll, right. I'll watch the original version with english subtitles mm. and that's something that you it feels like you have to do on this in this show all right it's german so it's just really fucking distracting like i was watching it for like five minutes and there wasn't any talking there was like there was stuff that was said in german like the show opens with a quote from albert einstein and it's in german and i was like Oh, is that his last? Because you know the whole thing with Albert Einstein's like last words is like his last words. Like he was dying in bed, and a nurse was there, and he had his last words of his dying breath. And the nurse was there, and she only spoke English. And Albert Einstein said his last words in German, hmm. and so no one knows what his last words are because uh. the the uh, the girl was just like, I don't know what he sa- he said something. I don't know. Sorry, I th- I think that's what it was. Either she was English and he said something in German. Or she was like German, but he said it in English. But that mm. I don't know. But it was one of them where it was like there was only one person around and it was lost, mm. so like no one knew what it said. <clears throat> and so I thought the quote was like his last words because it was in German, and I was like, "Oh, did they find out what it was, or are they just like saying something?" And it's like, "What is going on?" But uh, it says it in German, and at the bottom of the screen it says it on subtitles. And I was like, oh, "Okay, well the subtitles are saying it anyways." And then the show started, and the guy kills himself, and it says on the envelope in German, don't open until whatever, and so it says on subtitles. And I was like, what's up with the subtitles? And then it switches over to, like, the show opens again, like, with a sex scene, and these people are, like, having sex, and, like, afterwards they're, like, talking, and you can tell their lips are off, and I'm like, oh, this is dubbed. Oh, okay. And so I had to, like, pause the show. I was, like, ten minutes into it. I had to pause it and go, so I was like, no, no, I can't do dub. So I had to switch it over, but it's if if you don't mind that, which I definitely don't, I watch stuff with subtitles all the time anyways, so if you don't mind watching something with subtitles and not being able to, you know, understand the audio, then you probably won't mind this. And it's, right. It's definitely worth it. The cinematography, the cinematography in it is gorgeous. Mm-hmm. The locations they use are awesome. The characters are really fun. Mm-hmm. They're, like, fun to be with, and, like, the, they, like, there's this whole, like, family in it where, like, 
I, th- I think it's a long take and it's kind of like a rotating long take of like a family trying to get shit together in the morning and the uh like a daughter sitting on the couch and she's reading her book the mom's walking around trying to get everyone to eat breakfast the kid the youngest kid is in there like trying to do a magic trick the older brother like walks in and hits his little brother in the back of the head it's like you see my hoodie and the dad comes in he's like hey what's up and he's like just being a douchebag like not, right. not helping the mom and the mom's like trying to get everyone to like eat breakfast and like takes the book out of the daughter's hand she's like i'm not gonna eat breakfast until there's no starving kids in Africa. she's like <laughs> eat fucking breakfast that's not gonna help anybody <laughs> it's just like a whole thing where it's like it's just, it's a really good representation of regardless of if it's like german or american it's like an average family dealing with bullshit of a right. of a normal day just trying to get ready and stuff and yeah that i think that's one of the real strengths of the show is that it's it's got a weird plot going on to it but like it focuses so much on the dynamics of the characters and the families and all that stuff so it's, it's really good i like it cool. but it's just called dark and it's on netflix so. awesome yeah, yeah it's really good check it out. um is that it is that all we got um all right that's it for this week next week is uh i think we're gonna try to do the shape of water we'll mm-hmm. probably probably pull that off mm-hmm. um so yeah that looks really good where can they find us sorry yeah <laughs> they can find us on a uh, soundcloud on itunes on facebook on twitter where and the award goes to podcast uh you can hit us up at gmail and the award goes to podcast all one word at gmail.com mm-hmm. um yeah that should be it uh oh yeah i don't have a lost thing from megan this week either because i'm going over to her house on thursday to watch the season three finale mm. so we haven't been able to hang out yet because my schedule is all weird and stuff so and we're trying to get together to watch these last two episodes so uh i'll have an update for her probably next week but um yeah if anyone's got any thoughts questions concerns um you can hit us up all on there on facebook your friend uh, Blaze hit me up on Facebook. Oh, really? <laughs> a couple. He didn't hit me up. He hit, he he hit uh, us up on Facebook. He uh, uh-huh. he was saying he didn't agree with some of the stuff that I had to say with uh, <laughs> I think it was Star Wars or something. Oh, really? When we were talking about the Star Wars porg or oh, the Star okay. Star Wars porgs or whatever. Yeah, yeah. He's like, JT, you fucking idiot. Those are that that is all <laughs> advertisement. And I'm like, yeah, I mean, it probably is. Whatever. <laughs> like, I don't, I don't <laughs> i was like thanks yeah. uh so if you have anything to say you can always say it on facebook you can say it on wherever you can you email can us stuff like that yeah it's well and I'll, we'll eight talk about now. it yeah yeah it's always i love that shit so it's all good um <laughs> is that is that that weekly planet yeah. thing oh, okay yeah where they they read this the insults like now all where the hate has an eight <laughs> it's so funny uh-huh. uh, maybe we should start doing that if we, get any, <laughs> if we get any of that I'll read people just sh- shitting on us the whole time yeah. Um, but yeah if you ever got anything to say we love to hear it good or bad um, yeah that's it so you can find us on all that stuff go to SoundCloud and listen to our older shit uh, iTunes whatever you can leave a review uh, I don't check it so whatever <laughs> and uh, yep that's it so we'll see you guys next week with Super Water. And then after that, we're probably doing Star Wars. Star Wars. Because I think, yeah, that comes yeah. out the week after. Yep. Cool. cool. All right. So we'll see you guys later. Yep. Bye. Bye.